0: Busy Romnivores, where four friends take time out of their busy lives to read and discuss romance novels and the challenges that keep them going.
1: Hi! (laughs) So, hi (laughs) listeners, just in case we were bantering about reading challenges, which is probably what some of you are here for, so (laughs) we're playing catch up. But anyway, so what we're talking about is the um, Bay Area Romance Readers Annual Challenge. I don't know if they, this is the first, you found it, Kristen, huh?
2: yes well I think I did um, like way back in the I gap. definitely saw it on yeah on Instagram but like I know some people um, are
1: doing it where they're doing all of the challenges all at once which like that's fine do your live your best life yeah. when it comes to challenges but like I kind of like having a once a month I have to read yeah that prompt yeah, like, like it's delightful Although it's hard to find. Although yeah, the irony that, that last month in April, it was read a taboo book. I couldn't find a single fucking taboo book. And since April has ended, it is March or May 7th. I ha- Oh, maybe I shouldn't be putting dates in here. Fuck it, whatever. It's no, fine. I straight it up have read like three taboo books since the beginning of May. And I'm like, Why? Okay, but were they,
3: like, a series? Like, a taboo series? No, it's just, like, like random like
1: <laughs> In the mood. Like, like, they were part of series, because I have, y'all, I've gone off the deep end. I have read ten books since Friday night.
2: That's a lot. I... I love you. I, like, to <laughs> I far, wish. To be fair, I'm they're only jealous like, of your. The weekend. book's average
1: to two hundred pages, so it's not like I'm reading like full 350, 400 page books. But like, still, that's like two. Th- it hasn't even been forty eight hours, and I'm already like two thousand pages in. I'm literally to. I had to stop. That's a lot. I had of to books. stop a book at like eighty nine percent to get on here for this, and I was like, God, I hope these people know that I love them.
3: <laughs> i am also 89 percent but on the book for this episode <laughs> and so i was like <laughs> we're at the beginning of the third act breakup and i'm like oh no like i stopped reading last night because i felt it coming and i was like i i emotionally can't do a third act breakup right now before i go to bed or i won't
2: go to bed i you ready for so, it so
1: there's are so love. Oh, oh. Mm-hmm. I now know what book you're talking about. <laughs> Anyways, oh, yeah. I, yes. Don't worry. We'll
3: discuss. We'll it. discuss. We'll discuss, it. discuss <laughs> it. we'll discuss it. Oh wait, should we introduce ourselves again? Because we haven't done. that. Oh yeah.
1: Yet. Hi, I'm Sabrina. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm Kristen.
0: I'm. This is Mariana. I'm Haley. <laughs> <laughs> we so time. <laughs> It'll
1: be fine. At some point, at some point people will just know our voices and they're going to be like, "Oh yeah, that's who that is." And we won't it won't matter if we forget to introduce ourselves every time.
3: No, I I kind of personally am like, "What if we just never introduce ourselves and leave them scrambling for months <laughs> of just who's who?" And they just
2: have no idea.
1: I mean, honestly, I wouldn't be shocked if that has a feel.
3: I'm a monster. It's fine.
2: Yeah. It's honestly the vibe.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. Y'all, by the way. Okay, so I do have to talk for a second, though. I am so deep in Omegaverse right now. It's painful. I don't know why I'm so into these. There's so much pregnancy. There's so much. There's. birth on page in every book and i'm eating this shit up like a spoon this is so far out of like there's bitches laying eggs like (laughs) there's a lot
2: going on are you doing impreg omega verse
1: yeah with penguin shifters and polar bear shifters (laughs) there's a lot going on stop it
2: i'm so ready (laughs)
3: <laughs> Ma'am drop a book well, title so I'm currently
1: <laughs> cruising through oh god what is her name literally Amy Bellows' entire back catalog like so I started the first series that she ever wrote on um Friday night <laughs> because I was like oh dang it I think I'm in the mood for that and so I was just like creeping around looking for some authors and I found her and I read the first book and I was like I don't like this book like it was fine it's not that it like it's not a bad book it was just the boy. Vo- like I wasn't I wasn't vibing with it and one of the reviews was like I've read all of her stuff and it's incredible and um this book It's definitely her first book, and I can tell, but I still really enjoyed it if you like a fluffy blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, so that makes it sound like this is not what to expect from the rest of her stuff, right? Well, 11 books later. (laughs) (laughs) I can agree with that review.
2: I just want to say that is so much like stock to put in a review like this wasn't really my jam but this person says it wasn't either so like I'll just read the next 10 books it's fine well
1: no so like I started (laughs) I I love that so like the, the, the first book I was like this is fine. It's a book that I've read. The second book, I was like, "Oh, this is a much better character develop. Like, this is or more solid character development." And then, like, the next one I was like, "Oh, the plot's getting better." And then, like, by the fourth book, I was like, "All in. I am nips deep in Amy Bellows and Frank Yankovers."
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay, but this is how it happens, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Like, this is how it happens. Yes. This is how it happens with um, Ice Planet Barbarians. It's how it happens with, like, I swear, any sort of, like, alien, like, series book, like, you stumble upon it, and you're like, okay, this is fine. Like, it's not Mm -hmm. my favorite, but, like, it's interesting. And then you, like, keep going, and then before you know it, you're just, like, shoveling them into your mouth, (laughs) like cake, and you're just like, I can't stop. It's like I don't know what it is and you're just like can't yeah. stop, won't stop. It's like you, it's like it's so I true. started off like you start off almost ironically like this yeah. is kind of fun and then next thing you know you were like full body like cosplaying it like you are ready <laughs> For like <laughs> book twenty, you have staked your claim. Well, yeah, that's you know exactly, exactly it. Whatever like, tribe, alien shifter you are, like you are there. You, you open really the
1: first book, and so then so suddenly it. you come out of your fugue state, and you're thirty eight books into <laughs> yeah. a universe, and it's like, <laughs> <Yeah>. oh,
2: hmm, <laughs>
1: I'm not sure how this
2: happened. Oh no, where has what? Day is
1: it? (laughs) When's the last time I bought groceries?
3: (laughs) Speaking of this, I am thinking about like Catherine Moon's Omega Verse series and how that just like, bam, threw me in, and I was like, "Give me the goods, y'all! Give me the goods!"
1: And oh god, the Sweet Verse series is straight up a gateway series. Like it, hundred ten percent,
0: absolutely, absolutely. I if if. Uh. It was definitely what I would recommend for someone, if someone had never read an Omega verse before mm-hmm. and was like unfamiliar with it, because it was my f- first, like I had never done that. And yeah, it was like, <gasps> okay. I don't know if I would be physically capable of it, but you know Well, you're what? not an Omega, for-
1: Haley. Of course you wouldn't be physically <laughs> no, capable you know. of it. <laughs> Unless you have something to share, in which case I feel-
2: I'm very like, determined. I'm
1: upset. <laughs> if if i find out that that is a real thing like do you know how hard i would rebel and revolt just a bunch of betas god oh no well i mean betas deserve love too lola deserved love
2: i'm sorry lola deserves all the love deserve love too lola oh
1: but but yeah like i but i have read omegaverse before the sweetverse series and i was just like oh i guess that's just not for me although i did straight i read a lot of abo when it was called abo back on fanfiction.net so like i knew that the in yes. theory i would like it but then i started reading it like in like abo alpha beta omega
0: I I saw your face. I saw
1: you like working it out in I You're doing math.
0: <laughs> but yeah, so well, I, I read, was like trying to think of well, I was trying to do ABO and then I was trying to think like I was like, how does it involve a dick and male impregnation? Because that's exactly where my head went through. I was okay. like, anal but <laughs> Oh no, anal but ovaries. But like obviously
1: objects. <laughs> Oh, that's fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, but so, like...
3: Okay, but speaking of which, I did just read an Omega book about that.
1: Adelbutt <laughs> well, like, so like,
3: ovaries? I- <laughs> yes. Like, their uterus... I'm sorry, their womb
2: was through their butt. Yes, impreg- that's common. Yes. Impreg. Yes. Yeah. See, what I started out... Okay, I- it's my first one. With read. an impreg Omega and I was like,
3: you know, maybe OmegaVerse is not oh, for me. That's a deep dive, friend. Yeah, that's a deep dive. I read the... Ro Horvat.
1: I, okay, I I fucking love Ro Horvat, and Ro Horvat is in the (laughs) um, queer romance fan club, like, thing that I do, the challenge I do Mm. every month, and, like, I'm so upset that I've read, like, Ro Horvat's, like, entire catalog, because I'm like, it's very good. Um,
3: Talk about straight just straight smudge yeah
1: <laughs> yeah oh yeah because like you want yeah i don't know that i've ever read an omega verse where it's not like minimum 60 percent. oh
3: i mean like they're yeah their other books too are just like that are normal normal but you know not, <laughs> not the <laughs> they're also yeah they're not omega verse books are also just Bang 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 bang, and I'm like, oh, okay.
1: <laughs> have you read the one? Are you guys coming up? For have, a walk? You- <laughs> have you read the one where uh, it takes? Oh, I'm not gonna remember it off the top of my head. I'll have to look it up, and I'm not gonna do that right now. But there, I've read a lot of their stuff. It's just, it's just delightful. I w- definitely. would. I'm so
0: happy that you're yeah, joining yeah. me. In this. <laughs> Starting with Impreg though is like if that's your first foray into MegaVerse. That's like getting kind of slapped like- in the face <laughs> a-
1: with. Oh, yeah, fish. it's like <laughs>
0: taking a toddler. No, it's like taking a toddler who is like just learning how to swim and like throwing them into the English Channel to see if they can make it to France. Yeah. <laughs> okay, like yeah. Well, like, that's how
2: that's... I felt. That's why it took me another 5 years to get back to Omegaverse because I started impreg and I was like, I don't think this is for me. But Omegaverse is for me.
0: <laughs> I know. It's like you got your little puddle jumper on, you got your little ducky and you're just like swimming's fun. Romance is fun. And then all of a sudden it's like...
1: We already discussed IPB. I told y'all how one of my friends that I made this year, he doesn't read romance until his friend was like, oh, I have a romance novel you should read. And they gave him Ice Planet Barbarian. This man has never read a romance novel. And she was like, I know what you should read. You should read this book. Where the introduction is oral with, like, let's talk about a questionable consent scene. The intro is oral. We got spurs. We got aliens. We got, we got fucking cooties.
0: (laughs) What is his other genre preference? Because if you have somebody coming in from, like, lit fic, okay, then maybe you start him off with, like, the hating game or, like, a penny read, okay. Mm-hmm. If you have somebody coming in from like science fiction genre, or like they like, he that does not sort of read thing, science
1: fiction. I, there was nothing about. I this don't man's
0: think Ice Planet Barbarians <laughs> is the wrong place to start. I don't. I don't think it's. I'm with you, Haley. Place to start.
2: Okay, bold choice. But what did he think of it? He's on book
1: three. Nice. Yeah, it was terrible. Nice. <laughs> well, because like he was talking to me about, it. he was like, I don't like. It's not, Oh man, maybe I shouldn't be telling this story because he and the friend that recommended it are gonna be listening to the podcast. But like, it was we just can cute. Cut it out. <laughs> well, we won't. Hello, um, we're friend. not going to. <gasps> anyway,
0: to friend? get started. Yeah, let's
1: go. So, all yeah. right. So, this month, or I guess it's not every month, it's every four weeks, but this episode's prompt was Second Chances. Take that as you will. I suspect all of us took that as we would. Just, I know that I did not go with the typical second chance. So literally.
2: Oh, I have so many second chances. Thirds and fourth chances. In the same book? Yeah, in the same book.
1: I had trouble, like, picking my second chance romance, like, my second chances book, because I had read so, like, so many of them would fit Mm -hmm. that I've read recently, but are we doing, so are we going in the same order as last time?
0: Uh, we can. Uh, that would be, I started last time.
1: You sure, you I sure did. You start. came and yeah. you opened up the podcast with a bang. <laughs>
3: Coming in last
1: time.
0: Okay.
3: Haley kicked in the faux I know. wall. Okay. And Winnie pooed her <laughs> way out.
0: Um, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um, listener. I, I did start with um, The Duke of Sin by Elizabeth Hoyt, and it was a banger of an introduction. And it was a banger of a book. Um, and then I did go back and start with book one. And then just, I have just, just come back from Georgian England, uh, where we finally vanquished a masked sex cult. And I'm feeling pretty good about it, you know? <laughs> um, but highly recommend. I the oh my only thing is I almost wish I could go back and re-record because I think book 12 has a more uh memorable opening because I don't know, it's hard to be Winnie the Poohing like wall living deuce, <laughs> but naked masked-wearing dukes who rescue women from sex cults and then get shot for their trouble and then also marriage convenience the woman who shot them all within like the first like five-ish pages I don't know like that is a bold introduction for me a bold bold move anyway all right.
2: So so but. is that what you chose as your second chance? A second chance at a best introduction? <gasps>
0: no! Do you have a How dare you take my thunder? Oh, that was damn, that was
1: damn good though. God, no, Kirsten, you really are like, like the queen of just like <laughs> you you freaking like
3: making it big.
2: Like I said, I'm determined.
0: (laughs) Okay, I'm curious about what book you chose, though. Okay, so I, like Kristen, I read a lot of what I could definitely, like, shove into the second chance uh, category. Um, But nothing felt like it was right. But the further I got away from the first book I read for it, the more I kept coming back to that book. So I ended up choosing The Undertaking of Heart and Mercy by Megan Bannon because it is like it so perfectly fits that the the prompt and I just couldn't stop thinking about it like I've again I read this book I read other books I read like 11 books by Elizabeth Hoyt all about mass vigilantes in Georgian England and masked like sex cults and I still kept going back to but like heart and mercy though so that is my that was my book so I think we go the ratings. so for for big brain stuff I gave it five noms because you will see, I think it fits perfectly into this second chance prompt. Mm -hmm. For Mm -hmm. pants feelings, I go back and forth between a three and a half and a four just because it is sexy, but it's not like over the top spicy. So I feel like five would be like, ooh, hot, hot, too hot to handle, like a lot of sex and a lot of like pants feelings. But, and this. So I keep going back and forth. So I'm not sure. I might settle on one by the end of this. Uh, Swoons, uh, solid four. Solid four, maybe five for Swoons. Um, I think I'm just a harder grader than Kristen, who is, like, flashing all fives in the corner. Um, Well, yeah, because all of you have read
1: this book, huh? Have you read it, Mariana?
3: I have not. I just actually... I went on my Libby app and just downloaded the audiobook because I was like, okay, fine. 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 You've got That's me. So I'll download it.
1: Okay, it, it um, is heavily on my so. TBR, so I'm excited to hear about this. Oh, Keep going. Th-
2: just that like ending though, 5
0: <laughs> noms. Like just 5 out of 5. I would give it 10. It's just it's just like a perfect. It gives you it packs a punch. It gives you all the feelings and then it just wraps everything up so nicely that you feel very satisfied and also you fully believe that each character is living on their best life by the time like you get to the end of the book and you could just you just kind of like want to pop in every now and then and be like oh so that's what's going on nice to check in like it's that kind of ending um so that gives me what is that five that's nine that's Seventeen. That's I don't know. Let's. That's almost twenty. I was gonna
2: see if you landed on a pants feeling.
0: (laughs) I'm gonna go with four. I think I'm gonna go with four, just because there's like it's just it's not a lot, but it's good. You Mm know. Um. All right. So hey, I would completely say that there are books. mm -hmm.
1: There are books that like I. There is one scene. There is one pants feeling scene, that or like there's one like sexy time scene, special touching scene. Mm-hmm. I'd give that book a five. Like there are some of them out there, and I'm like, oh,
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a five. Yes. Um. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna say solid four then because I while it's like, it happens like 50% in, and there's like great tension that leads up to it, and like the actual, it's like four chapters of like, drawn out of like, them actually getting together and everything. So I'd say four. Is it like the spiciest scene ever? No, but it is definitely not closed door. So mm-hmm. take, take that what you will. All right, so big brain stuff. So introduction to the world, why I think it fits. Um, so, as some of y'all might know, I own our co- I'm a co owner of a bookstore in Lafayette, Beausoleil Books. And um, we had this book in, and I did a shelf talker for it. So, I think this is kind of like gives a good kind of breakdown of this book. Um, so, it's a cozy and quirky fantasy set in a world of confederated aisles filled with family, gods, demigods, romance, and the dead and undead alike. If you like your fantasy on the lighter side with unique world building, humor, a quest to find your purpose, and a diverse cast of characters, this book is for you. Um, I love it. I'm suddenly realizing I I didn't
1: know anything about this, what this book is going to be about.
0: (laughs) Um, This book is incredible. I would have recommended this book even... If there were if the pants feelings were a one even if this was mm-hmm. closed door I would recommend this book um, it is just delightful um, so it takes place in uh, mostly in this little town called eternity which is a border town near Tandria this is important which is basically kind of like the fae realm it's like a mystical It was created as a god prison (laughs) and it's like this magical world and about 20 years ago people created a portal and people could actually come and go into this like magical realm. So the entire world is like islands I think Um, which comes in later because it's a lot of water imagery. I love this because it's like it's a mix between a frontier town and Venice. So like they Ooh. drive around in auto ducks, yeah. They drive around in auto ducks, which I just imagine as those like nineteen fifties amphibious cars. I'm sorry, are you saying duck um, <laughs> like quack? Auto, auto duck, like they they're called auto ducks. Yeah, like have an you ever auto done, like, quack a duck
2: tour in a big city.
0: No, what would I yeah, do? Like, Where... Like...
2: Where? Oh, oh well, like they like drive on land and then they bus can be. But things boats. that like
0: yeah, but. But not all of them, no. There's, like, a whole, like, in, like, the 50s and the 60s, and I think they Mm -hmm. still make them, but they're, like, cars that look like classic, I don't know, Chevrolet convertibles, but you can drive them in water, Mm -hmm. okay? Um, There's, like, a whole subclass of amphibious automobile, and that is what I picture every single person driving. Like, imagine your grandpa's, like, dilapidated ford truck but make it to where Floating. it can also drive in water i didn't and know this was is a where, real like, thing drives i want one so bad now. i know okay so that's like one part of it like every everything <laughs> has like a dock like it's like you walk the boardwalk instead of the sidewalk it's like very much like water focused um also I love how the marshals, which we will get to, um, they ride equimaris. So, which I am imagining are, you know, like the thestrals from Harry Potter, like the lizard horses. Okay, like lizard horse, but with like duck feet. Mm -hmm. That is an equimaris.
2: I okay. was picturing I hate that. The um the Kelpie <laughs> from Fantastic Beast, like the second one. They have a Kelpie scene. That's what okay. I was picturing.
0: Okay. Yeah. I like that too. But I just remember them and there's one part in the book where he says like the feet like the large webbed mm-hmm. feet. And I was like, it's got duck feet. It's like a it's <laughs> like a, a horse with like big duck feet. <laughs> it's like a horse oh, platypus. Like, it's a
1: oh, platy horse.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it's an equimaris, excuse mm-hmm. you.
1: Um and there's sounds also much like
0: an asshole horse. There's like an asshole horse called Salt Liquor, and it just makes me real happy. Um, but so the world it revolves around um, the main characters are Mercy Birdsall, who is basically a mortician and she works for her family's funeral home. And then Hart Ralston, who is a six foot seven uh tanrian marshall who knows how to use a sword more ways than one um and also happens to be a demigod of unknown godly origin um and okay why i think this works for our prompt um (laughs) everything literally (laughs) everything about this book is second chance okay uh her mercy's dad has a heart attack and survives second chance Um, her brother, who's supposed to take over, who just graduates from college, and is supposed to take over for the dad in, like, the funeral rites and whatever, uh, decides not to, and goes back to school to become a chef. Second chance. Um, the Mercy and Heart, it's an enemy to lovers trope, where their first meeting is, like, a misunderstanding, and they, like, rub each other wrong, but not in a good way. Um... And then, like, they reconnect and have a second chance at a relationship. And then, oh, I don't want to give anything away, but, like, in the end, there is a, like, huge second chance thing. I mean, it's just, if nothing else in the book.
1: You realize what's going to happen now is you're not going to spoil it, and me and Mariana are going to bust up into the group chat after we read it. Like, oh, my God, you were (laughs) right.
0: Yeah, prepare yourself. It's just like yeah. literally, I am. I'm. My body is ready. Um. So, if literally nothing else occurred, like if literally nothing else of what I just said happened, and you got to that ending, you would be like, "This wins second. Mm-hmm. There is nothing else beats this for second chance. Like, done. Um. Uh- so, so yes. Uh, that is my. Uh, That's my my thoughts on why. Big brain, why is it? It's a five. Um, pants feelings. Um, this is a, like, it's not necessarily a slow burn because I love how, like, even when they are, like, hating each other, like, they do not like each other from the very beginning. And yet they're still, like, can't stop thinking about, each other's body parts like mm-hmm. like literally the first um thing is like heart getting real mad because mercy is wearing overalls and he is just like god damn it the way they stretch over her breasts it's like hey look at these aren't they fucking magnificent <laughs> It was so unfair mercy had to have a magnificent breasts and it's just like he's like angry about like her tits like, he's from angry he's horny. Like, so mad that she, yeah, he's, like, angry horny. He's, like, so it. mad that she has fabulous tits. And I have to, like, acknowledge that they're fabulous, even though I don't like her, but, like, you cannot. Like, it is just apparent that they are fabulous tits. Um, <laughs> and she, Mercy, is also, like, super tall. So, and he is, like, super tall. And she's, like, God damn it, like, it's so unfair that he, like, comes in, and I, like, he's one of the only guys, I am not the same height or taller than, and he's just this six foot seven blonde god who knows how to wield a sword, and god damn it, it pisses me off, and it's, like, so from the very beginning, they are very, like, angry, horny at each other, but, like, they're just, like, I'm so...
1: And, I'm so into an angry horny book. You are just making this go higher <laughs> faster and faster to the top of my next book that I read. I
0: know. Like like so, like so Hart is like without the consent of his reason, Hart's own hands itched with curiosity, wondering exactly how the round curves of a backside would feel in his grasp. His brain was trying to shove aside the unwanted lust mercy stepped into him and st- when mercy stepped into him and stood on her tiptoes. So it's like he's just so angry. He's like, God, it's like his hands are their own accord are like, God, I wonder what that tushy feels like. And he's like, stop it, hands! Mm. Stop it! <laughs> um, and it's just, oh, uh, it's just delightful. And he also uses the excuse, um, we have, um, not a pants feeling, but a swoon. So, like, pants mm-hmm. feeling's good. Um, I'll, I'll come back, I'll come back to that, because I, I want to stay in order. Then you have, like, the whole, when they actually finally get together, it's good. Like it's lots of description and you're, and you've been just like, just kiss for like several (laughs) chapters that when it finally happens, you're like, yes. And it's very, very satisfying. And I love the fact that she made like, so you have chapter 22, 23, 24 is all this. And then like chapter 25 is literally just like three lines. And it's like heart was very, very, very late to work. And that's it that's chapter 25 <laughs> and then it's like skip and it's just like
1: <laughs> oh my god okay that's like one of my most favorite things that authors do in books when they like they'll put just like a very short chapter i love it, it's it's very arrested development to me <laughs> like that style and like it just makes mm-hmm. me so
0: happy i do I, I me do, too I, do. I really really Ugh. like it i don't like the over like overuse of it but gosh when it's mm-hmm. used well like mm-hmm. oh it's just it's so good it, it serves such a great purpose um so that is why i'm gonna say solid five for pants feelings mercy is tall she's probably you went five up. eight five nine maybe five five ten um, What'd I say for pants feelings? You said three
1: and a half to four? Four originally. You
0: coming in hot.
1: Haley's talking about it, and Haley's <laughs> like, oh yeah. Okay, wait, hang on. I gotta read. <laughs> Haley's like, I'm sweating.
3: <laughs> I am.
0: I'm like, oh god damn, that was good. Um, but it's like she's like, she's tan. She has big brown eyes. She has beautiful curly hair. She's described as buxom. Um,. And she dresses in a very cute, sort of retro, quirky sort of way. He is, like, I don't know, like super tall, more lean, but broad shoulders, you know, blonde. I don't normally, I'm not normally a blonde person, but you know what? I'll give it up for Hart Ralston. <laughs> um, and he fucking wears a sword like that's part of his like everyday outfit It's like mm-hmm. he has to have a rapier on him um and i, I just do really like a hottie with a sword
1: is... i support this
0: oh god okay and so this is because rewind a little bit because he's a he's a marshal and so the what the marshals do is when they opened up this magical portal to tanria um it is like a magical place and like there's all these i don't know it's a weird soul thing you'll have to read the book i don't want to give too much away but basically like if you die in this magical place your soul can like hover outside and then it goes into like dead things and reanimates them so you get zombies we have zombies okay
2: i would like to say second chance
0: yes Second, again, second chance because these people are get their second reanimation. Okay, again, I, literally everything about this book is second chance. Um, but my favorite part is just—it's so. This is just so delightfully quirky. Um, like the world she built here is just so good. Like it's—you find out. Sorry, I'm trying to find like the ah. Here it is. So. You, you get a, bo- a body for the first time and Mercy's like, just like cutting into it and showing everything. And she's like, see here, he, there's a wound where Marshall Ralston ran the corpse through the appendix, which as you know, is the seat of the human soul and the point of drudge infection. And I'm just like, I love it. I love it. The appendix <laughs> is the seat of the human soul. Uh, not the heart, like uh, the Egyptians totally believed. Um, certainly not the brain. Um, it is the appendix. Um, and in order to prevent someone from turning into a zombie or to destroy a zombie, you don't cut off the head.
1: You give him an appendectomy. To
0: stab the appendix. <laughs> yes. And I was just like,
1: aren't appendixes like
0: it? tiny? Aren't they little? Yes. Wow, They are okay. very little, and that is just, that is how, like, that is how skilled uh, Hart Ralston is with his sword. Um, so, I just, I love it. Um, I also love the fact that, um, okay, now we're getting into uh, Swoons. Okay, this novel has all the Swoons, just so many, um, and that is in large part due to the fact that it is partially epistolary oh my god <gasps> i love an epistolary novel oh, oh
1: you hate
2: okay. that
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> i
0: love an okay, epistolary
1: novel
3: okay. so Bitch, <sighs> uh, is my catnip no, okay there's wait, just wait, not wait. enough of, of them it,
0: <clears throat> there's not and and there's like not the stuff Never she not. does okay so they fall in love anonymously through letters and it is <gasps> magical. Okay? Magical. And this is not just, and it's magical, not just because the letters are actually delivered by real magical creatures called nimkilums that are basically talking animals, a la fairy tale, in fancy outfits. Okay? All right?
2: They fancy outfits. have outfits. Sassy, sassy, sassy owls. Sassy owls. And like, drunken rabbits. Like, it's uh, so funny. <laughs>
0: I mean, okay, so you have Horatio the Owl, who is basically a fop. Like, think of Mora Rose, but, like, as a man in British, mm-hmm. in a three-piece silk suit. He's got a pocket watch. Um, and he's, like, you know, when she ever is not, like, sleeping well, he's like, oh, you have bags, like, tea bags, my dear. They work wonders for the skin. He's just, like, <laughs> he's just on top of everything, and he is fabulous. And he wears a silk suit. He has a pocket watch. Okay. Um, then you have Basarius, who is the drunk rabbit, um, who is hearts Nim Killam in his area, um, who is, like, wearing a red waistcoat. He's got a gold earring. He talks like your, like, drunk uncle from the Bronx. Like, that is how I imagine him talking. Like, think of Joey from Friends, but, like, rough life and a pirate. And that is mysterious mm-hmm. I was just going to
1: say, this rabbit sounds um, like a pirate. Also,
0: <laughs> yeah, he's awesome. I also love so, so how...
1: rabbit sounds legit.
0: So, this is Megan Bannon, just, just, ugh. Um, chef's kiss on some of these names. Like, first, Mercy and Heart, just beautiful. Um, Horatio it means it's it's um, it's derived from Latin it means timekeeper and it's from the noble title Horatius from Horatio, or- which is like speech and discourse and that's kind of how he talks. And then you have Basarius, which is actually the surname of Dionysus, a uh, Greek god of wine, <gasps> drunkenness, revels, and other I'm gonna debauchy, be frank with you Haley basically...
1: you're giving me yeah. linguistics pants feelings right now just. <laughs> <laughs> throwing that out there like I was not expecting this and like I'm so into it my brain is like "Ah, oh, yes I am at peace it right now is,
0: it is just hot it is just super hot when you think of all of it t- tied up together Um, and, they, and it's magical because like so Hart is having a bad day he's had a run in with Mercy he feels like nobody likes him he doesn't have anybody to talk to he has some past like a lot of past trauma and this poor sad boy, he goes to like Love a sad boy. get the horse because he has. I I know I know. <laughs> he goes to get his Equimaris, and the only Equimaris left is like the Salt Liquor, who is this asshole horse. And the and the asshole horse looks at him like you fucking asshole. And he's like, God damn it! It's one thing for me to think a horse is an asshole, but it's another thing for an Equimaris to think that I am the asshole. And he just like do they become best friends? They, there is a very, very important um part at the end, and it's so good. Okay. Um, but but they're both still assholes, but they are still it's it's great. Um, it's so. Funny. And so he sits down to write this letter, and he's just like, dear friend, and it's like anonymous, and he just writes, and he just writes all his feelings out, and he. His mother had passed away, and he lost his previous partner. And one of the things that he used to do, kind of to cope with it, is he would write to them and put them in the box. And he never thought, like, no, they're not going to respond, right? But it was just kind of a, a coping, like a, a therapeutic thing for him to do. And so he does the same thing. He does it to friend and writes it and all this stuff. He gets everything out on the paper and then puts it in the Nim Killam box. And it's kind of like over. But then Mercy gets it. And Horatio shows up and is like, this is for you. And she's like, there's no address on it. This is, this is there's been a mistake. And Horatio is like, excuse me? <laughs> I do not make mistakes. Mm. If I say it's for you, it's for you. And she's like, oh, okay. Um, and like, she gets it and she reads it. And she's just like, oh, Oh my god. Mercy likes the sad boy mistake. too. She oh. likes the sad boy. Um, so then she writes back, and then Hart, who is like expecting to like every day is like, I might die today. Um and he gets back to like his the like his frontier or whatever, his office, and I don't know, the ranger station. There we go. And then there's a letter back from his friend, and he's like, What? And he doesn't, like, know how to, he's, like, his heart is, like, beating. And then it's then it's just the cutest, like, back and forth. Like, every time, you never know when they're going to get a letter because sometimes it takes time and you'll, like, kind of get what's going on in their separate lives. But then the letter shows up and, like, your heart is, like, beating and you get, like, the butterflies because you know they are getting butterflies. And it's just all oh, the swoons, all the swoons. Oh, it's just... <clears throat> Five, five out of five. Oh, it is just so fucking good um and then you get the side like so that's swoons um I would like we don't have it in here but as an aside I would say the side characters in this book are just just perfection they are so quirky and well developed you have her, her younger brother who flunked out of like funerary rites because he failed uh, he failed funerary rites one oh one and he found out that he is allergic to mahogany which is what you make most of the boats for which is their version of coffins out of um, so instead he did he studied midoran ancient midoran philosophy and now does not know what to do with his life um, and then. You have, like, it's, then you have Roth Hart gets a, a new um, partner who's, like, a young kid who, his appendix burst, so he doesn't have, he doesn't have to worry about. But his soul. Well, he still has, like, you have a soul, but he can't become, like, um, a drudge. So, the zombie and, and <laughs> okay. Marshall's. That's a zombie mm-hmm. thing. And Tarion and Marshalls okay. make a lot of money. And he has, like, his dad recently passed away. And so he's, like, taking care of his mom and his sisters. And he's, like, and he's just quirky and delightful. And his first day, Hart is, like, here's what it takes. Like, here's 101. And he's, like, I know all this. We study this in school. And he's, like, there are no dragons. They do not hoard treasure. And he's, like, oh, wait, there aren't dragons? And he's, like, no, they're not fucking dragons. There are no fucking dragons here. And he's like, oh, because nobody really knows except the marshals, like, and a few people that go in here, like, know what actually is in Tanria. Um, there are no dragons, but they there are creatures called graps, which are basically like furry frogs that the gods <laughs> made when they got bored when they were imprisoned in this, like, god, what a mood that's hilarious, yeah. <laughs> um, so, and there is, and to say, like, your thing, like, with uh, only things with appendices, appendices, app- oh, God, a, a, um, become, pen- can become drudges, <laughs> appendixes, uh-huh. pen- but, but, like, pen- an appendix. No, I have to know. Is, if it's more, it's appendices. Appendices. I, uh, I don't know. This is.
3: I'm looking it up. Append- I have to know.
0: Pe- <laughs> appendix. Appendixes. No, appendices. appendices.
3: Yeah. appendices. Um so No S at the end? Okay. Like, so anyway. <laughs> no, an S at oh, the okay. end. Appendixes.
0: Appendixes. Okay. Yeah. Uh that is your uh linguistics with the Romnivores yeah. section. <laughs> um
1: <laughs> I hope you enjoyed. Anyway,
0: love that language. <laughs> um so there's this really cute scene where Um, he's asking like what can become like a drudge and it's like only things that have appendixes and in Tanria it's humans, it's rabbits it's like squirrels and it's grass (gasps) Um, and he's like not dogs and cats and he's like they don't have appendixes and he's like so they don't have souls and Hart looks at him and is like how fucking dare you Do you honestly think that like, you look at a dog? Okay, you and you tell me look in their that eyes. They don't have a soul. Like one dog is worth like a thousand humans, and you tell me they don't have a soul? How dare you? And his partner is like, "So you like dogs?" Then he's like, "Fucking guess I do." Um, and that is like that. It harkens back to when you first meet Hart, The introduction is that. Bird's All and Sons, Mercy's funeral home, and she has a dog named Leonard, which is a a boxer mutt abomination with, like, just jowls and stuff. And Hart's excuse, because he hates Mercy so much, is, but Leonard is such a good boy, though, and he does like to go and have give Leonard pets. So that is another kind of, like, swoony cute thing about it. He's like... I hate you, but I fucking love your dog. So I'm going to keep bringing bodies to you. Um, oh, because that's part of the story. Like, so if a person dies in Tanria um, and they're a drudge or they're not, they have, the marshals, part of their job, they have to return the body to, like, this side and they bring it to, like, a funeral home. Usually they have keys, which are, like, prepaid funeral packages. And Birdsland and Sons is one of, like, two or three that actually can take these like indigent um bodies that are found there and that's kind of why the marshals and she have like a relationship so anyway it is fantastic it is magical it is all the second chance romance and i think everyone should read it so there
1: it also sounds dtf as hell It is my next book now. Oh, Oh, it
0: is. Does this? Yes, it is DTF in also all the ways. Like, it definitely fits. Definitely Mm -hmm. fits. Yes. Um, And it is. Heart is just real, real, real good with that sword. (laughs) sword. I'm delighted.
1: I can't. Yeah, I would agree with that just based on this description. Well, I remember you screaming about it at one point Kristen you were like you all need to read this now it was
2: my favorite book that I read last year
1: Mm. I
2: forgot
3: it was your number one book
1: (laughs) okay it
3: moved up damn it
1: okay Uh. I mean I will get to it when I crawl out of this Hole that I've dug myself into. <laughs> this this author still has like no twenty worries. books left, so we'll see. But I will I will move this up the list because that sounds oh, awesome. <laughs> All
0: is, right, it is yeah, it's so good. All right, Kristen. and she's making another one. There was just it was just released. That, you y'all were talking about
1: too, that too. So. The second one's coming out soon. Do we meet the characters in the second book in this one? I don't know. No.
2: I can't remember. So, it said Twyla. I think Twyla is one of the side characters.
1: Okay. Well, when Mariana and I read it, we'll keep an
2: eye out. So. Haley, I have that yours book scored... I'm not certain if it was 18 or 20 out of 20.
0: <laughs> um. Let's just... Let's say... It's nineteen. I'm gonna say nineteen. Okay,
2: nineteen out of twenty. Cut it No matter
0: middle. what, it's DTF. 90. Like, it's oh, definitely
2: DTF. Yeah, very DTF. Yeah.
1: All right. So, what's your second okay. chances, Kristen? I can't wait to hear. Her.
2: So, my second chance book is Raven Song by T.J. Clune. Um. Oh. What? You've been
3: wait. Weren't you just talking yeah. about this this past weekend?
2: Yeah. Or like. <gasps> oh! i have been on a massive tj clune like binge um
0: okay, but have and read- i say massive
2: it's in no way 11 books like i'm on book three i think four that i've read of tj clune but mm-hmm. his stuff is so good have um, i have
0: read the lightning struck heart
2: No, you were telling me about that at festival. They don't have it at my library. And it's on my like, I'm it's probably going to be the next book that I buy through Audible. But my credit doesn't come through until the 19th. (laughs) Yeah. So good. (laughs) Um, So Raven Song, though, is the second book in the Green Creek series. So I'm calling out my first second chance. (laughs) <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll count it. Um, so anyway, I guess to follow Haley's uh pattern or whatever, uh, big brain stuffs, I gave it a five. There are a ton of second chances in this book that I will get into. Pants feelings, I only gave it a two. Um, it's a, it's so slow, a burn. I don't even know if it simmers until like the very end. Like it's there are that's not pretty, many pants feelings. That's pretty but, common
1: with a TJ Clune novel. Like they're pretty mm-hmm. tame when it comes to pants feelings, but they're like this. They're, they're so swoony.
2: <laughs> it's they're not so like it's not closed door. Yeah, it's not closed door. It's not fade to black, but it's also not like. Oh my god, that is spicy as hell. Um so this one's I'm, a two.
0: I'm just saying read the lightning struck heart and your opinion will change on
2: that. <laughs> well, <laughs> okay. I think the Green Creek series is also um it reads more it's not YA. Like the characters in this book in particular are in their thirties and forties. Um, once we get to like the present action, but it's It reads similar to a YA. Like, -hmm. it starts out there very young. Um, So anyway, for swoons, yes, Sabrina, it is very swoony. Five swoons. So many noms of swoons. (coughs) Um, And for that ending, though, I gave it a three. It's a good ending. Um, But there's so much more to go in the series. Like, it sets up so much more drama for the next couple of books that I can't give it a five it's definitely a happy for now it's definitely a romance like we're together you know but it's only a three because we're not we're certainly not living our very very best lives (laughs) um Mm
3: -hmm. okay okay
2: but I'm reading heart song and I mean it's so good <laughs> um so anyway, to our So wait, second I do want to ask clarification, clarification
1: real quick though. I do have a question. Mm-hmm. Is it So is this, like the same okay. couple throughout the whole series?
2: No. So each book is a different couple, but it follows the same family or pack. Okay. Cuz it's okay. it's the Green Creek series, but it's like werewolves. Um,
3: that is very on brand. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so, um so in this book we have gordo and mark are our main couple um and gordo is a witch for the bennett pack and mark is like the spare like he's the second son of this pack who's like the alpha of this pack right now is the alpha of the alphas like he's he's the leader of all of the werewolves and um his son is Thomas is going to be the alpha after him but Mark is the second son you know all of that all that that entails when you think of royal heritage and lineage and stuff like that Um, so Gordo and Mark grow up together they meet when they are like Gordo is six and Mark is nine Um, and it's it's very much Mark is a werewolf and in love and this is his mate and he is going to follow him around forever and he's uh. obsessed but Gordo is very oblivious because he's six years old and yeah. um, you know he's like why as they grow up you see like why does this dude always follow me around why doesn't he leave me alone his friends are like "You're weirdos outside like uh. it's really really very cute.
3: That's so... Ma'am, is this a childhood best friends to lovers story?
2: It's a childhood. Are, are you burying the lead? Oh, no, there's no lead to be buried. That's what it is. Oh. <laughs> but we do have a very long portion in the middle where we hate one another.
1: <gasps> childhood <gasps> best Ooh, yeah. friends, two enemies, two lovers. That's my yeah. shit, Kristen. <laughs> <laughs> i love a friends to enemies we're like they're so close and then they hate each other and then they come back together and it's like yes thank you
2: okay so uh we love one another right now this is a really really like conflict driven book Um, And I mean, external conflict, like not relationship conflict, although there's a lot of that, too. Um, So we have our first uh, really big villain come to town, and it's a werewolf hunter named Elijah. And they have a big fight and the alpha has died. Thomas is now the alpha. Um. Yeah. It's. I mean. bad shit is happening. Okay. Oh. Um, no. So. By the way,
1: for reference, when listener, happens, when Kristen boy. said that, all three of us, our jaw just dropped. We <laughs> can't hear that. But I just need you. I, I, like, I need listener to know that, like Kristen said that, and all <laughs> the rest of us were just like dead silent, just jaw on the ground
2: it's true it's true like
0: i just did like Um, i did like an inaudible gasp and in my like and like mouth like oh no to myself and i was like this is an audio form i should probably (laughs) repeat myself because they can't see me right now so thank Uh you for that
2: um so the werewolf hunters they they kill the alpha we have a new alpha in town and he decides that He's taking the pack away from Gordo. Now, I think I missed that Gordo is the witch. Gordo is a witch of this pack, right? So he, the alpha tells him, well, you have to stay because you have to stay in Green Creek in our territory. You have to keep it safe. Um, But we're going to go to Maine where like the Washington DC of the werewolves is essentially. Um, But that (laughs) means Mark is leaving too. Okay, so Mark is leaving. Uh, Mark, Gordo's mate, is abandoning him, and he is pissed about it. Um, So Gordo's like, but you don't have to go. Like, you could stay with me. And Mark's like, but my Alpha says I have to go. And Alpha says you have to stay. So that's what we're going to do. And this is our first, like, break. Like, Lit. best friends, we're now enemies we're we're officially enemies um, so Mark keeps visiting he comes to his high school graduation he um, you know he keeps visiting and Gordo is good with that for a little while but eventually he starts sleeping around he's really gets kind of destructive he's like really pissed that his family essentially has abandoned him um and rightfully yeah, so yeah it is it
1: wait so wait was gordo the only one left
2: is miscommunication was gordo yes. the only After one who got big left fight,
1: everybody else went to maine
2: everyone else left what the? and like i didn't fuck? even go into how gordo became the witch because his mom and dad died like
0: oh come it's a whole on thing. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, but I don't know if I like this alpha very much. This alpha alpha and this whole.
2: it. Okay. I will say it makes literally no sense to me because I'm like, okay, if this family is the big wigs of the werewolves, why don't we just make the center of the werewolf community Green Creek? Why it got to be in Maine? This is silly.
1: Well, Even beyond that,
2: why is is everybody
1: going to Werewolf DC? Can't you leave like a couple of people so Gordo's not lonely? Like, what the fuck, Alpha Butthead?
2: Yeah. It also has to do with how... So his dad is like a traitor to the wolves and he's now... I say his dad died. His dad didn't die. His dad went to witch jail because he did a real big bad. But I was... It, that's like a huge plot point in the whole series. So um, I was that was going to come up in a little bit. Anyway, <laughs> Mark has given Gordo his stone wolf. Okay, which is like this huge thing to signal that you're my mate and we're going to be together forever. I'm choosing you like that's the whole thing. Okay, well, Mark shows up in town. Gordo has spent the night with one of his one night stand truck drivers. Okay. He's like Gordo's 19 or whatever. So Mark shows up that morning. Gordo opens the door and Mark can smell stranger sex in his house. And Mark is like pissed. Right. And Gordo is just like, whatever. He walks to his room. He grabs his stone wolf and he gives it back to Mark. And he's like, I don't even want this anymore. You clearly don't care about me. Kristen. You abandoned me. Y'all are still gone. It's been years. Like, it is bad. So, oh. Mark stops visiting, obviously, because he is shattered.
0: The angst. The angst yeah. of this so much angst. so much angst. So much angst.
2: So, we have, like, a 10-ish year span where Gordo is the main mechanic in this town. He owns an auto body shop. Um... This town and of nobody because everybody's in werewolf we D.C.? Well, I mean, there are still people in the town. There just weren't wolves in the town. Um, oh. Oh, so, I
1: thought... I, Kristen, sorry. in the beginning, I thought you were saying that, like, they left Gordo completely alone. There's nobody around. <laughs> sorry. Nobody at all. I was like, that... Okay, still fucked up, but, like, it's a little less... I'm imagining, like... All of Abbeyville. Right. No, like it was the just Mar- like this whole
2: family.
0: One person. Yeah. <laughs> God. No. Sabrina's imagining the Martian. He's just alone in the yeah. woods. Yeah.
3: I was like, this is the like, most depressing with- thing I've ever Singing all by myself. Like, I'm a hermit. I'm I it's still a the functioning
2: most- town. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Alright, you can continue now.
3: I was like, yeah, Fuck Mark. God. Okay. Oh, so Jesus. So
2: during this time where everyone is still, everyone being only the werewolf pack is still in <laughs> uh, Maine, uh, Gordo meets Ox, who is one of the couple in the first book in the series. Okay. So Ox. while Ox, Ox? like- okay. His name oh, like, is Oxnard, but everyone oh, okay. calls him Ox. Mm. I was like, I um, wonder if
0: it's Fox. Is he like a werewolf and his name is Fox? But I like Ox too. It's fine. I yeah. mean, Ox is also he, an he's animal. He's supposed to be you real big, that, and right, dumb. Haley. <laughs> like, ox yes, are. In ox fact- is not. I, I'm aware of oxen, Sabrina. I have an eight-year-old who is obsessed with animals. Do you know how many animal books I have in my house? I can't count them. Do you know how I spend my mornings going to school? Mommy, what's your favorite animal? What's your favorite bird? Is it the lilac-breasted roller? Okay. <laughs> and you're like, right. I don't even know. Okay. That.
3: Brb, googling lilac-breasted. I actually roller. do. It's,
0: oh. it's the country. It's the official bird of Botswana. Oh. It's a really Let's pretty see. bird. You know, if you're interested. But yes, I'm aware of Purple. oxen. <gasps> Are, and beautiful. great, like, tufted tamarinds. Okay? So, yes. But anyway, I just thought Fox. I like a Fox name. I love it when a guy's name is Fox. I'm it's sorry. a good name. Sorry. It but is a good is name. But Fox is fine. It's Oxnard. There's a, ox there's is, a hero ox named is Fox. As an ox.
2: He's strong as an ox
0: just throwing this out
1: there there's a character i think his name is fox or something like that In like hook line and sinker by tessa bailey just throwing that out there for you continue on yeah <laughs>
2: <laughs> gordo and ox gordo essentially comes like a big brother figure for ox and um ox starts working at the auto shop whatever well werewolf pack comes back to maine The youngest son of Thomas, the Alpha of Alphas, um, was kidnapped and, like, tortured. And when he comes back to his family, the family's like, we need to get the heck out of here and heal as a family in Green Creek. Yes. Oh, now we want to be a family? Now we want to be a family? Now we We want to be a family? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So, Ox meets Joe and they like joe is very young at this point he's like 11 or something um but he they become best friends they joe knows that ox is his mate um uh! even though ox is like 16 um and gordo is like ox you can't you can't be around them you can't you can't trust them but ox doesn't know about werewolves yet so Gordo is like trying to keep Ox safe because he sees the werewolves as like the enemy number 1.
0: Oh, werewolves hidden?
2: Yes, werewolves are hidden.
0: This is not this is not an out and about. They don't know.
2: No one knows yet. Oh. Yet. <laughs> yet. Um, so he, that's one of the big plot points is that humans don't know about werewolves. Um, but Ox does eventually learn. Pretty, I say eventually. It's fairly quickly. Um, and this whole time, Mark is there. He's not quite as <laughs> present as he was before because Gordo's still pissed about it. Um but he's around and they they have quite a few um what do we call them i don't know encounters i guess where they yell at one another for i'm so sorry (laughs) being so mad i know pippa hi i'm so sorry
3: (laughs) she's trying to decide what she wants to do this cat has
2: joined us
1: (laughs) she has
3: Okay, she, she wanted to get on the windowsill, so I was holding back the curtain for her, but she's not very smart. So she was like, I want to, but I don't know how. <laughs> and so now she's gone back to just her little seat next to me.
1: And I was totally to fine just so. playing it cool until she like whacked the camera with her tail. <laughs> and I was like, mm. she was like, no one. <laughs> so Mark has been here the whole time. He just like, big creep in. What do you mean by he's been here? I'm, I'm in
2: this. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. Mark is back because now the werewolf pack is back, so Mark is here, and Gordo and he like in, like run into one another because it's not a big town, but a curse of a small town. It's, yeah, it's very, yeah, angsty. We're very angsty right now, so we come into our first real second chance when. We have another really sad moment. Oh, God. And this is like the main fight of book one. Um, But some very bad things happen. And Joe is now grown up. He's like 17. And he is now the alpha of alphas. And Gordo gets his second chance to be the Bennett Witch, which is like the witch of this werewolf pack, because they're going to avenge. Yeah, they're going to avenge Thomas. Okay, so now Joe and Gordo fuck off. And they leave Green Creek. And they leave Ox and Mark in town. And so it's like, okay, Gordo, are you just getting your revenge? Like, are you just like, well, y'all left me. So now I'm taking your alpha and I'm fucking off. Um. So that's second chance, number one. Gordo gets his second chance at being the Bennett Witch. Um, Then, he comes back. There's, we have a few years of normalcy. Um, Mark gets a boyfriend. No! (laughs) uh, Which is the worst. Gordo is, like, still celibate. He's been celibate since he gave Mark his stone wolf, essentially. Um, but then we find out that there is this disease, an infection that is causing these werewolves to become omegas, not like Omegaverse omegas, but
1: <laughs> just like how all three of us we were, were like, like My. yeah, mm?
2: <laughs> we're all like, is that such a bad thing? But like full feral monster werewolves right Mm -hmm. um and mark gets infected (gasps) and the process takes about two weeks usually for the wolf to go from healthy beta to feral omega
0: kristen and yeah is the only cure fucking your fated mate
2: that dick yeah i don't don't get too excited you guys it is not the cure but they do try (laughs) Mm. for science and they have mystical magic moon sex which is what the humans in the pack literally call it because we now have humans in our pack we now like it's a whole thing so They have their mystical magic moon sex. Mark gets this really sexy, like, raven tattoo, magic raven tattoo from Gordo's throat, like, hand over his throat while they're getting it on. Yeah. It is very good. Um, Because Gordo has these magical tattoos, like the witches all have magical tattoos that help them channel the magic in their blood or whatever and his tattoos are like roses and a raven and the raven like flies around his arm and the roses grow and shrink and the thorns grow and shrink as like he uses his magic in different ways it's very cool imagery
1: this sounds like one of um, those things in a book that make me deeply distraught that i live in the universe that i live in you know what i mean like sometimes you read yeah. about a cool thing in a book and you're like what who did i fuck over in a past life to <laughs> be stuck in the, yeah the universe no that i'm in
0: it's love, very sad um so uh in a shade of magic there's a coat that you can depending on how you flip it it turns into like whatever coat you want and has like all the pockets <gasps> i want this coat um That's in Lyrial cool. by garth nix there's this disreputable dog who changes sizes? So, like you want a tiny little lap dog, she can be a tiny little lap dog. Do you need a war beast to ride into battle? She can be a war beast that you ride into battle. I wanted a dog that would change sizes. That could be all the dogs I need in mm-hmm. one. In one. I, I feel your pain, Sabrina.
2: Yes. Yeah. yeah. So Mark is infected. He They have their mystical magic moon sex. They are officially mated. Like, they have the bites. They have the, the raven throat tattoo. Um, and Mark then goes feral. Like, he's essentially sped up the process <gasps> with his dick. No! Um, so, Mark gets locked in a basement. No! <laughs> with, sil- with powder silver um, blocking the door. Okay. So now... Have we have our goosebumps. next second chance coming up. Uh, Elijah comes back to town. Elijah, the werewolf hunter mm-hmm. who killed the first alpha. <gasps> okay, she comes back to town to fuck shit up again. Are you kidding me? Um, so anyway, that's the big fight of this This book. And it's all very dramatic. And you should absolutely read about it and find out what happens. Um
1: Wait! Does Mark get mm-hmm. unferal?
2: So, he's still in Omega, but they end up giving... Okay, so, Ox becomes the Alpha of the Omegas.
1: Because Joe is gone? And so
2: he can, like... No, 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 Joe's still there. They're both Alphas now. But he becomes Alpha of the Omegas, and so he can kind of help control... The feralness in Mark—it's very good.
0: Huh? God,
2: (laughs) I gave away way more than I expected.
1: No, you're fine. It's fine. I know we talked about kind of avoiding spoilers, but I don't. I'll be frank. It's not going to be possible when it's my turn. I'm about to ruin a whole fucking series for all y'all. So, like, I'm glad that you shared. I want to hear about it. I might. I'm gonna have to read this book. I've had. I've had that series on my. TBR for a while, so I just need to actually mm-hmm. like bug. I thought that the series was one couple the whole way through though, and as we all know, Sabrina, don't give a shit about a couple mm-hmm. after mm-hmm. one mm-hmm.
2: book mm-hmm hi hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: so my final score is fifteen out of 20. it does fit
3: okay oh yeah it does fit multiple fits
2: yeah, I shunted it in there multiple <laughs> times.
3: Alrighty, I read. Okay, Uh, let me back up. Do y'all follow on Bookstagram? Yes. Talk about swoon. I think so. Okay, I think I have screamed about her enough that like (laughs) isn't she isn't she the one who is
1: doing one of the challenge some some kind of challenge? I thought she
3: uh, made a template for the alphabet challenge. Mm -hmm. Um, but she also hosts the Cottonmouth, uh like, marathon that she hosts. But she came up with a term that I think about a lot because I do this a lot called book edging. And it's when you start a book and then, like, it's so good. But, like, you can't bring yourself to finish it <laughs> because it's just, like, like you know, it's gonna give you a book hangover, so you just like start it, and then you're just like, "Well, I'll just hold off on it." And I've been—oh my god, are you reading a- this? Are you reading a November. physical copy? Bitch, no, <laughs> I I bought the physical oh, copy isn't it stunning? so I would have this beautiful, beautiful. cover because I'm obsessed mm-hmm. with it. I also got the audiobook and the ebook through my library, so because I knew once I started, I would not be able to put mm-hmm. it down. And that's exactly what happened. So I instantly got. I have three versions of this book in my. Like, I don't think you've even said what the book is. So libraries. tell us what book you're. I have it. It's. <laughs> it's shipwrecked by Which, like, Olivia Dade, and this is one of my all. To be favorite clear, series. Olivia
1: Dade is a <sighs> goddess among authors. Like, goddess. I've never read something goddess by Olivia Dade that I'm I did not obsessed. enjoy immensely. I-
3: i think this series almost all of them have been five star reads Mm. for me like this is probably going to be my new favorite book of the year so far this is the third one i don't know if it's the series i don't know what this series called um but it's it's spoiler alert all the feels and then shipwrecked and y'all this book i i just love it okay big brain stuff um I'm so uncreative so I'm going to give it a 4.5 because it is your traditional second chance of they hook up and then there's slight tension and then they become Why like are you giving that a 4.5? And then
1: you don't have to be creative bitch you creative. straight up you are like let me take this prompt at face value which is like
3: which will probably be every prompt because that's, that's who I am fine. as a We'll make it fit um, for
1: you if you have some weird shit. I'll give it a five. I'm so <laughs> proud of you. This is what friends are for, is encouraging you. Except exactly. Give yourself a five.
3: Okay, so I'll give it a five. So I'll give it a five. So it's your traditional, uh, like, second chance. They hook up once. There's tension. Then they become besties, which I love. And then they like become lovers and it's wonderful. Um, and it actually makes sense on why they have to like not be lovers for it's six years for like six years. They Uh don't, um, like cross a certain line and it makes sense. Why pants feels y'all, this book literally starts with a bang. Literally. I hold on. Wait, I'm looking at like all the different copies I have right now. Um, I'm going to read you the first sentence of this book, which is when Maria's hazy brown eyes blink back open after her orgasm, Peter held her gaze for another dozen thrust. That is line one. Line one. Literally starts hey, with a bang. We live for it like, here.
0: Uh, That's good.
3: I love it. Nice. I love it. It's very good. Um, I'm going to give the pants feels... I think I'll yeah it's a five I think it's a five because like they it's not only like just like the the like sexy times it is also they have so much like passion and are just like hot for Mm. each other and it's also very nice because like they're both plus size people which is like very beautifully illustrated on this cover and it's really hot to read a book about someone who like Kind of looks like my husband. <laughs> it's very nice for me. I'm like, oh, uh, yes, 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 and like, it's not like a factor that they're fat. Like, it's just like they're fat. They're hot for each other, and I am hot for it too. Mm-hmm. Uh. Anyways, so yeah, I'm gonna give that like a five. The swoons, I'm gonna give it a four. It's very swoony. They have a very playful love where they like, like, are constantly like antagonizing each other, which. I eat that shit up. It is, ugh, it's so good. It's like, yet again, I think this book just, like, hits home for me a lot because, like, my husband and I are also very playful with each other and just constantly, like, picking on each other. So I – it's very nice. It just – it really hits a lot of little ticks for me. I think this is, like, my five-star read of this month so far. Um, And I just love that. And – the ending, though, I'm going to give it a four, another four. We're going to go another four. It's your classic third act breakup. I have not mm-hmm. actually finished this book yet, but I did read the last two chapters because I'm a monster and that's who I am. I was as a about to
1: call you out on giving um, this book at ATA when you haven't finished it. Don't worry, Haley. You're not the only one I call out about that, but I will <laughs> accept reading the last two chapters. No.
3: I read the last two chapters. I do that um, before I started reading romance. I used to do that for every book because I had to know it ended happily, which is why I only read romance now. Why do the bother? (laughs) Um, But the biggest thing about Olivia Dade books and her third act breakup is they are always about, like where you truly see your character Mm -hmm. growth. And the fact that this book takes place over six years It is, like, so beautiful to watch, like, to, like, truly see it. Ugh, y'all, this book. Ah, Okay, so let's get into, like, big brain stuff and everything. Okay, they meet at a sauna and have a very hot, very good one-night stand, which you get to read about page one, chapter (laughs) one. And then Peter wakes up the next day, and Maria has just, like, bounced. She is nowhere to be found. And he's like, what the fuck? This is where we found out that Peter once was left the exact same way by no! his ex fiance. Like, and he is a big, quiet, surly man who is just kind of like, all women leave me. And it's like very sad. So then he shows up for this audition for a show, which is like the show is like the plot line of all three books. It's Gods of the Gate. And he uh, like, has to, like, screen test with, like, the woman he'd be playing opposite.
1: Who else would it be but Maria?
3: Ooh. Ah! This big Swedish goddess who I I'm love. Stressed. And she's, like, super body positive. Like, that's her thing. Like, she is super into body positivity. And he is just, like, fucking pissed. Like, and he's a huge dick to her. And is, like, you're never gonna make it. They're gonna replace you. Like, I know I'm good, but, like, fuck you. And she's, like... Dude, it was a one night stand. You gotta <laughs> fucking chill. Like you have to take it down a peg and he's like, whatever, maybe I'll see you in Ireland. And then of course, like they show up to set like after they get the show roll. And they're like the only two people in like their scenes. Like it's they're very secluded and everything. And he's like a big stony silent man because he's realizing he was a huge dick for like no reason. And she is a literal burst of sunshine. For everyone else. And he is this big social anxiety man who just, like, stands off to the side and is like, oh, no. What did I do? What did I, I, I do? And so they're there for, like, two months before they're actually, like, hello. We will be friends. This is it. And then they have, like,
2: one <gasps> little smooch.
3: And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you're like, oh, it yeah, is we're going to fuck our way through this. It is
2: not a little swoosh. He it, takes there her tits out. ass grabbing. Like, it is yeah. on the bed. He is on top. It is a good ass kiss.
3: <laughs> it is a hot kiss. And then he is like, fuck. He's like, I, we cannot do this. And she's like, how? what? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, no, we can't do this because, like. We're co-stars and we have to be on this island together where we are the only two actors with our crew for years, literal years. We will on and off be on this island. We cannot fuck and then like have a bad relationship and not be like good. Like there's this is not an option. And she's like, "Okay, that's fine. We're going to be just besties. And then we go forward six years. And the show is ending. And y'all, the second the show ends, hold on, I have a highlight. Um, the second the show ends, he is, like, at the rap party. Like, at the, like, finishing the thing. He is like, if you want me at all, like, tell me right now. It's been six years. Uh, it's been – here's the line. It's been six years. I can't wait any longer. His lips were soft. His breath hot. Maria, if you want me even a little – let me take you to bed tonight please and then y'all is fucking on it is on like donkey kong i love it they they like mm mm they're all good they have to do a press junket together cuz of course they do and they like travel to each other's hometowns they tell each other their deep dark secrets and then we have like a solid like 3 months where They're just happily in love together, moved in together, like, just living their best lives. It's so good. And you find out, like, both of their past traumas and, like, they're coming at it. Like, this is the other thing about Olivia Dade is, like, most of the time her conflicts are not true, like, miscommunication. They're, like, we've each hit a trigger for each Mm -hmm. other. And this is why, like, something bad has happened and it's just so good y'all. It's just uh they just love each other and they've been in love. And then another thing about Olivia Dade I love is the fact that she like sneaks in these like like things from like the cast group <laughs> chat or like uh a fan fiction that was like written about the two of them and I'm obsessed with the fact that Olivia Dade like pays homage so much to the fan fiction community. It makes me it's... so happy. <sighs> It's so good. I forgot how much I like am in love with Olivia Dade <laughs> until I like reread one of her books and I'm like, oh yes, you are like my one true author. <laughs> like it's you, my beloved. Like, like I just want to hold her and tell her how much
2: she means to me. Like one uh, true.
0: I just I haven't read Olivia Dade
2: anything. Okay, Haley. The way. The way that she writes fat women is so good. So and
1: also, like, good. not, like, just, so and also good. conventionally unattractive, like, not, or not what. Yes. Yeah, like, women who yes. are, like, like, they're just not.
3: Go against your, yeah. like, traditional yeah. beauty like, standards. Like, all the feels.
1: Yeah. Oh, gave me all mm-hmm. the feels. I... <laughs> all the feels. <sighs> Also, like,
3: it just represented like ADHD,
1: mm-hmm. and then very like the fir- well. in the first book um, it, he has like severe dyslexia, I think if I remember right. Like,
3: yeah, he has dyslexia, and uh, and she's a geologist in the first book. Shout out, geez. Kristen! Like, we'd love to see it. Uh, yeah, no, Haley, like, move this okay. series up, your up your list because really and truly like how she write I think that's another big part of it for me is like how she writes fat women is just so good and it's such like a like glorification like glorification mm-hmm. of like yeah we live here we deserve love too and I'm like <laughs> yeah
1: y'all yeah, when I universe. read spoiler alert uh, I literally within the next week and a half read every other book that Olivia Day had ever written except for all the feels because I was waiting for it at the library they gave me a whole time of like 2 months and I was like, well, I'll read the rest of her stuff and by the time I do that, the book will be available. I ended up buying that ebook. No. <laughs> like 7 <laughs> days later. Yeah. Yeah. It's very good.
3: I'm trying to think um I Oh, that's why was... I'm sorry. I got sidetracked. But yeah, like the third act breakup yes 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 borrow borrow For we reference, love to see it.
1: Um, Haley just H- downloaded spoiler alert or put it on hold or whatever at the library live i just on camera. borrowed it yeah <laughs> yeah yeah
3: um i love this you're oh my god i can't wait to hear mm-hmm. everything i recommended this book to th- three other people this week or this series just because like Yet again, it's one of those series. I forgot how much I adore it. Um, but that ending, though, yeah, I gave it a four because it's, like, true like character growth and, like, communicating with one. And they're like, we both did wrong. Here's how we make it better. And let's talk about our future instead of being like, I can't be without you. I love you. And they don't actually, like, talk about mm-hmm. anything. So uh, I feel like I should talk about more stuff, but I feel like most of this is me just screaming about i mean that's I okay i think it was fabulous Christian, what's my absolutely. score yeah
2: <laughs> it's a good book
3: <laughs> yeah i don't know what my score is let's see four, 18 no five 18 yeah it definitely fits Yay. it fits everyone read olivia day just all the time for everything okay.
1: i love it yeah Got damn it, it so much, this podcast y'all. is gonna be bad for my tbr y'all <laughs> oh we're fucked <laughs> yeah oh boy all right
2: uh-huh. and we haven't even gotten to get wrecked
1: yeah we haven't even gotten to get wrecked oh no yeah you're right yeah oh boy although those are like anyway so i guess it's my turn unsurprisingly i've read a lot of books that would fit this prompt um i have read when i checked i think i've read like 37 books since we last recorded (laughs) to be fair (laughs) 10 of them have happened since friday (laughs) (laughs) so like don't get too shocked actually anyway it doesn't matter i have
3: i have been in such a book slump too that i'm like incredibly jealous That you have just been like,
1: let's fucking. I was in a. No. I was in a book slump for a hot minute where I only. I read like one book a week. No, probably like two or three books Mm. for like a week and a half, which for me is a book (laughs) slump. But. um, Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so I ended up reading. Okay. So my first book that I've ever done for this podcast was book one of the Zion Warriors series by Regine Abel. The book I am doing for second chances is book nine of the Zion Warrior series of by Richine Abel. I did not pick up the rest of that series after we recorded the first episode. I had to, like I had some prompts for books that I needed to finish within like three days. Like I, we were coming up, I was coming up on challenges ending, and so I switched over to challenge reading specifically. Right. Well, I just happened, I was in the mood for Aliens, like, two weeks ago, well, whenever, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago, and so I was like, oh, I should go finish the Zion Warriors series. Y'all, I read all nine books in that series after the first one. I read all nine books in, like, six days. I could not put that shit down. (laughs) Like, and fair warning, (laughs) listener, I am about to spoil the shit out of this series, Unfortunately for the three of you, you have no choice but to sit here and listen to me. What what is the Bring name it on, of the book? baby? The name of the book is Xenon. So,
0: girl, uh, the twenty first century.
1: That was my first thought. <laughs> Thank you, So Haley. I told you all about the first book, and how, <laughs> so I found out after the fact that the, th- the first book, the one that I did for the podcast, was actually technically the third book, but timeline wise it was set like 30 years in the future and it was also it like she reordered, ordered she renumbered the series so it was the first book right so the first book she actually wrote for the series was book two regardless I, I had like i said in the other episode i had the same issue with the first book that i have with pretty much any series that's a big world building series right which it, and i talked about that last time but boy Hattie, every time that happens i jump into the rest of the series, and because I have a foundation of understanding for the series, it's, like, just brain cocaine. I can't. I need it. I need more. I could not stop reading it. And this is where it becomes I a would second...
0: Like to pause. Can we pause real quick? Because the fact that, once again, you started you were, with this series, you were like, huh, I'm gonna check it out. And now... Nine, like, plus books, and you were like, okay, but like, so she wrote this one. But it wasn't actually the first book, so the second, like the second book, was actually like the first book written. But this t- takes place later in like the timeline, but chronologically, it like really like she reordered it, like like that is like this the the amount of like like the depth that you were in this is just I really wanted to highlight okay. that for this. To Lisa be to be fair really though,
1: so Mariana brought forth today the incredible term one true author. I don't have one. Mm. I have multiple, but like Regine Abel is up there. I will literally, this woman could write a grocery list and I would nom the shit out of it. I'd be like, this is it. (laughs) This is my book of the year. So (laughs) I like, I I flew through the series. It was freaking awesome, but okay. So I'll give you some back. So I'll give you a little bit of universe things so that you can understand because you need this background. This is why I'm saying I'm spoiling the shit out of the series for y'all. <laughs> um, to understand where the second chance comes from. So, in this series, we have these bioengineered essentially aliens that are created to save, like, they're a part of an interplanetary or intergalactic coalition essentially to stop this war with these bug aliens and i talked about that last time too blah 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 well so it gets beyond that so i've talked about the soul catchers and how when their body dies they those soul catchers catch the soul hold their soul and their soul whole and then um go <laughs> it's, it's described <laughs> as like a vessel underneath their soul right because they can see each other's soul when they do like psychic stuff is it shaped like the appendix it is not it's shaped like a hole it's a soul bowl a soul bowl and their soul hole so anyway um they the soul catchers who have historically been um like white essentially so like northern european descended and things like that cause um ancestry plays a lot into what powers you have in this world, or like what psychic powers you have, right? And so, in the second book, we get introduced to, um, like black psychics who are like their ancestry is more African descent, and they have what is called the portal ability, which portaling. Is when they can take the. Essentially, they are a a hallway. <laughs> They're a portal for the soul to travel to, so they don't have um, sickness when they get reborn into their new body. Like there's no sickness involved. So like when the soul catchers would put the like the souls of the warriors in a body. They would have sickness and take them like three or four days to be like back up and running because their body and their soul were getting used to it It was kind of like they were getting there was no priming they were just getting shoved into the body and because their DNA matched then it was fine but they were sick for a while with a portal that did not happen portals can also grab the soul from farther away. Right? And so, like, they could grab the soul from the warrior's body as they were dying, put that soul into a soul catcher until a body was available, and then they would get the soul. Like, they're, they're, they're the messengers, basically. Right? So, we learn about the, the portals in this second book. There is a scene in the second book where uh, three warriors, Xenon, Chaos... Oh god, I should have written down their names. But three warriors, Xenon included, in this by the way, this is the second book. Three warriors go to do the battly <laughs> battle and like the fuck them up fight. They all die. So the portal grabs the soul of the first warrior, pops him into the soul catcher, grabs the soul of the second warrior, pops him into the soul catcher, grabs Xenon's soul, but his soul had unraveled too much, and she couldn't grab him, and he dies. He's dead. Xenon is dead.
2: Not yeah, for,
1: but, long, so. uh, for long. For long. For long. Xenon well, is dead. They're, and it's never discussed books, again. Point. So the name of each book, the title of each book is the name of the hero, right? So I'm not even hardly paying attention to book names at this point. I'm just like, it. I hit the end of it. All this shit's on KU. I hit the end of the book. I. It says, do you want to read the next book? And I'm like, yeah. And then it like downloads the next book and I just <laughs> keep going. It was just like... KU is the best and the worst thing that has ever happened to me. So I'm just cruising, right? And I'm like, okay, this is Bane's book. And then I'd be cruising and, and like, going on. And, y'all, when I tell you I downloaded the ninth book, I finished the eighth book, and the next book it says Xenon. I was like, shut the fuck up. No. <laughs> There's no way. Remember, I did, because I was so sad. I was, like, distraught when he died. I was like, I can't believe they killed him. And, like... I fully believed it because other warriors have died in this series. They don't get mates. They're dead. And they, like, Regine Abel does not hold back on that shit. And, like, uh, so, like, I was like, Xenon's dead. And when (laughs) I tell you that book popped up and it says Xenon, I was like, there's no fucking way. I literally went in and re-downloaded the second book. And searched for that scene and reread that scene. And I was like, did I miss something? Y'all, I did not miss nothing. Xenon is dead. Dead dead. He's dead. Download that book. And Boy Hattie. Xenon ain't dead. Second chance, buddy. He is dead though. So, like, turns out, so these. Okay, so. I'm so flustered just like going at it. So Zeno's dead. His body is dead but his shells, his, that's what they're called, the extra bodies that are already grown. They're, his shells got stolen by the bad guys and he's been being experimented on because the warriors are like these like <gasps> scientifically built to fuck shit up, right? And so the bad guys obviously want them for their side and so they've been using him for like testing and all of this like bullshit science shit all over the universe and it's awful it's horrible but he's dead it's just an empty body right it's an empty an empty body there's no soul in there that it's just a shell of a being right well the main war ended in like book 6 or 7 and now it's like cleanup essentially so like the main overarching plot of the war ended in like book 6 or 7 And since then, every book has... They're all happening, like, at the same time, essentially, after this point. Because they are doing cleanup. They're going to all of these secret science facilities that the bad guys have been using that they now know exist. And they're going to get all the dangerous stuff so they can either destroy it or hide it someplace where nobody will ever find it, blah, blah, blah. And they come across one of these secret facilities where Xenon has been being held. The woman, the portal who didn't successfully save him. By the way, it fucked her up. She still feels guilty about it. Who, she still hasn't, like, the, she couldn't say, she's on the ship. So they're exploring the science facility. She goes down to the science facility, and she starts feeling a little funny. And her mate is like, you okay, babe? Like, what's going on? And she's like, yeah, no, I'm fine. I just feel kind of weird and blah, blah, blah. She walks into the room with Xenon's body. And she had, like, excruciating pain in her brain. She did successfully save part of his soul. And it's just been chilling in the back of her brain for the last six or seven years. So part of his soul has been chilling out near the bodies, like near his shells. And the other part of his soul has been light years away, stuck in her head. And when she, what when the they fun? come into the same room, <laughs> boom. And, but the problem is, is because they, the, uh, his soul tries to go back into his body because they've been experimenting on his body. He can't, like his body won't accept the soul and the soul won't accept the body. It's rejecting each other. And so he ends up having, he ends up coming back to life in this modified body that has been regrown, and it doesn't, like, it doesn't work, and so she pulls him back out, and this happens a couple of times, and then they're, like, with some discussion, they figure out one of the possible ways to fix this is killing him while he's in the body, and then taking his soul out as, like, a hard reset kind of thing. So, Mm. these fuckers, while he's in the body chop his head off. And then when his body, the (laughs) soul leaves the body, they scoop him up and keep him safe. And then, because one of the experiments they've done makes his body regenerate. And so they chop his head off and his head grows back. But now it looks a little bit different because there's, um, the bug alien DNA has been introduced into his body. So now he's got some like buggy characteristics and like... So he grows back, they try putting the soul back in, it works. And then, they ha- there's two other shells that he needs access to, just so that he doesn't die in war and stuff like that, and they're like, oh shit, well we gotta do a hard reset on all of these bodies. So they end up putting his soul in the other body, chopping oh the head off, taking his soul back out, putting him in the next body, chopping its head off, and then putting his soul back out, and then sticking it in the body, and now everything's fine. So, <clears throat> my big brain thoughts on
3: this, really quick. Uh huh. Really quick. They couldn't do a less intrusive method of killing him than chopping. So his, his body health.
1: regenerates too fast. So it's not like they could like oh. shoot him. Stab. His body would regenerate. So they had to like, yeah. like insta kill him
3: to uh-huh. buy time. To okay, okay, okay. Yeah. I was just like, dramatic. But I'm so sad because, like,
1: all these warriors, like, they grew up together. They were born in test tubes, essentially, together. They came out of their, um, like, growing things at the same time. So they're all siblings. By the way, these warriors lived for 200 years, but they look like 30 year old hotties until they're, like, 150 before they start aging. So these, all these dudes are, like, super duper, like, not super old. They're, like, 65. But, like,. I just, I forgot what I was saying. Long story short, it was a lot. So I'm going to say big brain thoughts, big old second chance. We thought this man was dead for six years and eight books. And then he got brought back to life. And it made sense. That's the killer part is Regine Abel gave us a good reason for him being legitimately dead and then brought back to life. Like, it made sense in the universe that she has built. That's my big brain thoughts. I give it a five.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no... (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> that's a hard five, hard five yeah
2: like sounded like second third fourth fifth chance at life <laughs> yeah. like he had to die a lot of times so yeah like, in
1: general you could argue that this whole yeah. series ha- it, like has that because these warriors die multiple times but they just have bodies that are like i wouldn't have i wouldn't have thought mm-hmm. to use any of the gu- literally i didn't have that thought until just now i'm like well i guess in theory or technically mm. all of these books are would work for this prompt but like it's a, that's part of the world that like the body is waiting there. So they're not dead. It's they're not, they don't have their ultimate death. Right. So like, it didn't really count to me, but then like this one, I thought this dude was dead for eight bucks. <laughs> Y'all, I was sitting alone <laughs> in my house, in my armchair. And when I hit next, like give me the next book. And that shit said Xenon, all of the dogs were sleeping. And I like, and I was like, I'm going to step away from my mic for a second. I was like, no, what? <laughs> and like I, and then after that, I straight up screamed, and my dogs were all like, huh? <laughs> "What are you doing, human? <laughs> human? What is that noise?" And I was just like, "I," and then I told them all about it. I gave them this play-by-play of this book <laughs> and the series, and they were just looking at me like, "Here, you feed me. You give me food. Thanks. Good food. Oh, Thank I guess you. I'll put up with this from my." Two-legged.
2: Yeah, it was wild.
1: It was wild. I was like... That's when I texted... you. Like, I messaged... I, as I was finishing in that book... That's when I messaged y'all... And I was like... When are we recording? I have my book. I have my book. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Five on big brain. Nice. Um. So, in this world... It is definitely like... An alien-fated mate situation... Where... These bio-engineered... Aliens... The warriors... When they meet their fated mate, um, their mating glands and their necks swell. It always leads to a super duper funny. uh, Because they all have. Oh, yeah. So these warriors can like shape or like shift to different things. And at this point, we've met a couple of different types of bioengineered warriors. So they can shape and shift in other ways. Um, And this fated mate's, their mate glands swell. And, like, there's a lot of funny scenes in all of these folks when their mate glands swell because it starts to be hard to swallow and talk because it's, like, compressing their neck. <laughs> and so, like, they meet their <laughs> fated mates, and their <laughs> fated mate's like, hi, it's nice to meet you. By the way, there's nothing on the human side. Humans have no reaction. They have no idea that there's anything going on. And, like, these guys are like, oh, yes, Hello. <laughs> <coughs> hello. <laughs> <laughs> like coughing and like trying to swallow (laughs) super funny and of course since it swells up if you don't know it you're not gonna like notice it it, what's happening if you don't know it's a thing but like all of the other warriors every time it happens the warriors and they all have psychic abilities so they talk to each other in their brains and it like swells up and one of their like warrior bros turns around and they're like mmm sucks (laughs) (laughs) it's been there fucking awesome love it and so like, if, like any faded mates thing like it. there's just a lot of like you are the one for me and like you're my person and I know it and like it was so well done in this book because she is the medical officer of the ship he just came back literally she is in the room when he gets brought back and he can, like his glands swell when he looks at her and he's like half delirious and he's like my mate and she's like eh? pardon <laughs> uh, clearly you're <laughs> suffering some trauma cause, so she doesn't believe him at first because she's like you have been through something super traumatic your soul has been ripped in half for six years you're probably basically trauma bonding to me right now like we have to make sure that you are good and safe and whole before we can like move forward we your also head did just grow back <laughs> three times
2: yeah, yeah, multiple <laughs> times.
1: That's so. not even Could the body. This be a
2: bug alien modification, not your mating gland. Well, so
1: like the bug aliens have the mating gland too. Oh, well, no, they don't. The bug aliens that were so there, there are warriors. There are bug aliens, and then there are bug aliens that stole humans with psychic powers and mated with them, uh, in sexual slavery. And then, uh, the, they gave birth, and that's another breed of a, or species of alien that has some HEAs in this series. So good, they're so hot. They got like black hair and like gray skin and wings, and like they have tails that come out and like shoot poisonous darts, and they spit mouth acid at bad guys. This series is so good, y'all.
3: That's not what I thought you were going to say when you said tails come out. And I was like, oh, okay. And well, you
1: said, and she so we're going to so like, get to oh, oh, that oh, with oh, pants feelings. <laughs> so <laughs> this guy, so he was like modified. So he was one of the golden aliens that we met in the very, very first book, right? And then he was modified after the fact when he's, you know, like 55 or so. So like he's been in gold alien his whole life when they modify him, he gets some of the traits of them. So now instead of having one tail that does one thing, he has the dual tail that shoots darts. Now he has wings. He has like bug eyes instead of just regular black eyes. So they're like multifaceted, like, like bug eyes, but he doesn't look like a bug. He's still a Royal hottie. It's fine. Um, (laughs) and then he pants feelings. We'll get there. We'll just jump in. We'll just jump right in. So I give it five on the big brain thoughts. Um, Swoons, that's what I was talking about. Swoons, I would like it's a general fated mate swoony where, like, he's like, okay, so I'm gonna have to Mm -hmm. win her over essentially and show her that this isn't just trauma. This isn't just that I have been literally half of a soul in two different places for the last six and a half years. I am like a fully functioning alien. And I know what I want and what I want is <laughs> medical officer Kate she's my lady and it was just so cute because they're like super snarky and so she's like doing tests on him and stuff like that and it was just pretty cute and just generally all of I mean just like any alien fated mates he just they're just so doting and sweet and like but sweet in whatever way it is that their mate needs them to be because sometimes they're like gruff and sassy but like Their mate likes it, that. That's what makes it the perfect mate for them. And like, I just, I just, I love it. I love an alien-fated mate. I can't (laughs) help it. It is so good, so I'm going to give it a four. It wasn't the swooniest thing I've ever read in my life, but, like, it was super swoony and delightful, because, like, he was, she was taking care of him while he was getting used to his new body. Oh, and there was was a swoony scene, because he's always been the golden alien and fighting the bug aliens, right? Well, now he looks kind of like a bug alien. His scales are a different color. His eyes have changed and all these things, and the first time he looks in the mirror, he ends up, like, going into, like, an insane rage, not against anybody, but he like smashes the mirror and he's like crying and like just so angry because he hates himself. Now that like it's it's built into him to hate these bug aliens, and then they end up going into a dream walk while because she, she like ran in to take care of him. There's glass everywhere, and like he's kneeling in the gra- glass, and they go into this dream walk so that their bodies are still, and she just like holds him and she's like it's okay like we'll figure it out and like and he was and she was like it doesn't matter to me that you look like that like that's not if I'm not your maid, that's not why I'm not gonna like that's not what the way you look is not why I'm hesitant about this and he just like
2: Ugh, it was so cute
1: <laughs> it was just so good and then uh, so I give it a four and then pants feelings y'all so they oh god okay so they have their like <laughs> random kisses and things like that but so one of the things when these warriors mate with their ladies is the women have physical changes in reaction to the the like the bond bite because in this we do have bond bites in this world where you do the little like chomp a chomp and your little fangs come out. That's what the mate glands are. The mate glands create this thing called like bonding fluid. It makes me want to gag every time, but it's fine. <laughs> and bonding fluid,
0: and they like I just think of like like a woodworking project like you know you got a you take oh. the bonding fluid and you put it with I think thing fluid to, is like, just
1: such set. a deeply unsexy <laughs> word to me that like like other people are like ew moist and I'm like fluids oh god which is hilarious cuz like <laughs> we don't need to get into that we're only on the second episode well well so, whatever you know whatever it's fine I like it messy sometimes fluids like, that's fine. I just don't know that I need... You don't need to call him, Fluids. Like... <laughs> no. But anyway, so they... It's just real, real hot. So, like, he... So, he needs to... She needs to basically test his stuff to see what is going to... What might happen to her when she changes. Because now he's essentially a new creature, right? So, we don't know. <laughs> we don't know how she's going her body's going to respond cuz like one of the aliens they get like they'll get um scales across like the women get like gold scales across their shoulders like a mantle and they then they live 200 years and they're like heal from things really like way easier and stuff like that and yada yada one of the other aliens it um they get the scales but then they also get uh basically at every You don't need this much information. Every alien, something different happens, and some of them are more extreme than others. So, like, in this one, by the way, I totally feel like that alien guy meme right now. Like, I've never felt more Aquarius in my life (laughs) than the last two episodes being me sitting here like, let me tell you about the aliens! So they can't do anything because they're still in the middle of this. They still have to clean out the... um, That's a large spider on my wall. And I don't know where it is now. Where was I? (laughs) Pants feelings. Yeah, so like, so she's the medical officer, which means she has to get the samples. And so she gives him the cup and he goes to give her a semen sample so that she can get it tested. And the reason I'm telling you this is it comes up in a thing. <laughs> and so he gives to see and it's so cute because like when he's in there giving the semen sample he is like he's like oh man I don't want to be too fast because I don't want her to think that like I'm a one like I'm a minute man but also like I don't want it to take too long because I don't want her to think that there's something wrong with the plumbing. Like how, what, how long should I take in here? Like I've been dead for six years. <laughs> what is my body expected to do? And then he's all proud. Cause he fills the cup up and he, <laughs> and he brings it back to her and she's like,
0: hmm, very impressive. And I was like, <laughs> dead. I feel like his mental process is probably the mental process of every single man who has ever given a fertility a like, clinic who's ever had to give a sample like if like either for fertility or like post vasectomy it's like you just you you just get this cup and you have to go in this room <laughs> and it's like I like every you know every single guy goes in is like I don't want it to be too short but like I don't want him to think I'm like Dicking around in here, but like, uh, <laughs> like, I don't know.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> dicking around. Thank you she? for that, Mariana.
1: <laughs> Just to yeah. make sure and everyone then, knew so it. So he brings back the semen, and then he has to give a sample of his bonding fluid because the bonding fluid is what actually causes the physical changes in them, right? and like make them like receptive to pregnancy by these aliens and then it gives them all of the like enhanced body but they don't know what's going to happen because one of the aliens they don't want this to happen in the middle of this planet because one of the aliens when people bond with them they go into a cocoon for three weeks so like <laughs> they don't want to accidentally <laughs> do that and so um <laughs> she gives him a thing and she's like okay now i need a sample of your bonding fluid And he's hesitant because it's such a thing that they only give their, they only give the bonding fluid to their fated mate with a bite. And because it turns out they can, like bad guys can force them to bond because if they get the bonding fluid and inject it into somebody else, biologically that person is now their mate. Right. But mentally, emotionally, like they, they'll be constantly torn and at odds. And like what I had learned that by the way, this is book nine. When I learned that, I was like, that's fucked up. Oh my God. And so he, this was like super swoony to me, but when he, so he does the thing cause she asks him to, and he wants her to be safe. And so he like gives her a thing of bonding fluid. And then he's like, this belongs to you. Only you. It should never exist outside of you and me. Promise that you will destroy it when you are done analyzing it. And, like, I I don't know why it was so swoony to me, but the fact that he was like, This is yours. I did this for you. I would never, ever have given anybody else the trust to give them (laughs) that. My heart. My little heart. Yeah. Big (laughs) swoon. So, back to pants feelings. You remember I told you about the semen thing? All right. Semen cup couple of nights later they are both awake in the middle of the night and so they're mentally psychically talking to each other and they're flirting and having a good time and she he's like uh they don't go any far like they don't like get graphic with their description of anything right and so he's like well i need to go work but you should have some fantasies and then you can tell me about them tomorrow night when we're both awake in the middle of the night for no reason cue fast forward some shit happens they're walking the next day they are walking back to their um door or their their rooms right and they start talking and she's like you know there's a spot on my back i just can't ever reach when i'm showering and he's like oh yeah i have something like that too it really sucks and she's like yeah and like i left my back scrubby butt brush at home and he's like oh man that really sucks (laughs) and she's like uh and he's she's like well what about those like fantasies you told me to like tell you about and he was like that's for tonight and she was like well what if we talk about them when you come wash the spot on my back, I can't reach. We both need showers. <laughs> and he's like... He, like, stops dead in the hallway. And he's like... Mm? Uh... Yep. Yep. yep Yeah. Uh-huh. I... Mm-hmm. I can definitely reach that spot for you. Uh-huh. Yep. I got that. Yep. I got hands. Like, That's a thing I can do. So, cute. Them going on... Getting in the shower. And... As Mariana so... Sweetly said earlier, it's on like Donkey Kong. Like <laughs> they go in this shower, but it doesn't start that way because he actually starts washing her, right? <laughs> and she's like, What what the fuck are you doing? Dude? And he's like, I'm making sure you're clean. And he so he's always washing her back and like doing all this. And then he like um comes up behind her. Oh god. So he comes up behind her and like caresses her and he's like, So about those fantasies? And she's like Uh Uh-huh. And then he starts, like, touching up on her, and she keeps getting distracted. And he's like, tell me. Tell me about these fantasies. And while he's, like, tweaking her nipples and, like, touching on her clit and, like, and, like, holding her to him. And, like, so she can't get away. And, like, she's super into it. And at one point, she, like, keeps getting distracted. He gets on her about it, and he's like, I'll stop if I'm distracting you too much. And she's like, no, 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 no. And so... (laughs) He's, like, touching on, and then she, so she starts successfully, like, sharing a fantasy with him, and he goes, good girl. And I was, like, Hoo! oh, God, I felt like a, one of those, like, <laughs> I don't even know, my whole body, though, is, like, seen on, hot, what, God, I love you. And so, the fantasy <laughs> that she tells him is about getting the semen sample, because she, in this fantasy, is helping him get the semen sample by like touching all up on him and like giving him a blowjob, and because she's like, "I'm touching you with my hand," and he's like, "Just your hand," and she's like, "Well, also, you know, also my mouth," and it was real good. And then, and then he is, uh, basically, he's asking. Oh God, <laughs> let me find this highlight. He's like, and then, Kate, tell me, when I filled that cup, were you pleased? And she was like, no. And he was like, why? Why, my mate? And she goes, because I wanted it in me. I wanted you in me. And then I was deceased. Like, I was done. And so then they get out of the shower, and she's like, wait, where are you going, dude? Like, because she just came. And he gets out of the shower, and she's like, where are you going? I was going to wash your back. And he was like, you'll have plenty of time to touch my back in about three seconds. And then he just, like, scoops her up and, like, takes her into the bedroom and just, like, tosses her on the bed and then goes down like a king for so long. (laughs) <laughs> and it should, and then they like have some sex with condoms because like explicitly stated because they don't want to mess up with her biology right now and then they have some like real hot sex pants feelings I'm gonna give it a, a four it was like it, 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 I think I kind of want to give it a five It was there was really good sex in this book <laughs> and like I think I am give gonna it give five. it a five like, the le- it wasn't even just the sex cause like I've said I fully believe that It does not have to be, like, a fade to black book can still have a five in pants feelings, right? I might be sad that I don't get to witness it on page, but also, like, the sometimes, like, the lead up and, like, everything outside of the actual sexy times is pants feelings central. You know what I mean? So boy yeah i mean you know what i am giving it a five this was a five and pants feelings because i have one more scene to tell y'all about you remember i mentioned that uh <laughs> xenon good old good old buddy our friend xenon has two tails that are poisonous and uh full of poison darts and stuff like that now towards the end of the book xenon does it because oh, y'all to understand why the scene, I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm not. I'm not sorry. I love that I have someone, I have a, 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 an audience that I can just sit here and squeeze at. <laughs> at one point, she has monster drawings all over her quarters, right? And he's like, You have a thing for monsters, huh? And she's like, Yep, I drew all those myself, except for that one. And he was like, What do you do with them? And she was like, I hunt some of them. And he was like, what about the rest? And she was like, well, that would be telling. And I was like, monster fucker, monster fucker. Kate, Kate, I feel so <laughs> at one with you right now. Because, <laughs> like, you can go onto the decks, and she goes and shoots some of them and... God knows what she gets up to with the rest of them. We have a little... Kate. Kate's a little bit of a scared, horny person, right? Like, she's definitely somebody who is like, I like to feel like I'm a little bit of danger. Hence, why, towards the end of the book, they have a scene where he like, he's gone, like, full... I'm a fuck you, Feral, right? Like, he just needs to be inside of her. And she keeps, like, trying to touch him, and he's like, no. So he ties up her hands with one tail... And puts it above her head. And then the other one he puts around her neck. Not super tight, but just tight enough to like, you know, he could do some damage, but he doesn't. And like, I was like, sir, (laughs) sir, you, you and your, I, I love an author that is
2: not afraid to make a use of a tail, you know, Oh, There is tail bondage and you were only going to give it a four. <laughs> I'm... I <disappointed>. know. <laughs> it
1: has a five now. It has a
0: five in pants feeling. It was hot. Like, okay. So she's throwing out, like, you have, like, the the shower stuff. You have, like, all the, like, monster sexy stuff. You have, like, bondage. You have the biting. You have, like, Like auto erotic, like mildly auto erotic asphyxiation or something, thing going in here. And Sabrina's like, I don't know. It's like a four. Bitch, what does it take to give you a (laughs) five? Like, what do you you need? We have like bondage. We have like fucking tails. Like, literally (laughs) fucking tails. Well, tails. He doesn't mm-hmm. penetrate
1: have- her with his tail.
0: <laughs> oh, he doesn't? And that's oh. a miss. And that's, that? and that's a miss. That's a miss on Regine Abel's part. Um, I'll, be, like- frank.
3: That's a I'll be frank. I'll be frank.
0: That is,
1: like, pen- being penetrated with one of these tails is the equivalent of being penetrated with, like, a human weapon. Like, I I can understand why they do not put these tails... Inside of orifices, right like this is like I I've read like... some books with like gun and knife insertion stuff like that, and like this is the equivalent of that, okay <laughs> okay, I don't know I'm a hard grader wow. i guess i don't I don't know what to tell you. be it's thankful fine. that you weren't in any of my classes that I've never taught, okay, like I'd probably fuck up your four point oh. <laughs> and then okay so yeah it was good pants feelings actually like the whole series though like it oh god it's just such a good it such a good series i literally like regina abel when people are like she's my one she's my one true author man like she's she's the one in, she's the one who wrote the veretti and chronicles and scenes that i screamed at y'all about for like a solid three months like Ugh, and she also wrote the I Married a Blank series, like which is super light and fluffy for the most part. Like, oh, God, I just everything about, oh, God. I, yeah, that ending, though, uh, I'd give it a four. Uh, there were, I don't know, it's, it's one of those complicated things where kind of like what you said, Kristen, there's so much, like the ending of the book leads into the next book in a big way so like from an hea standpoint with the characters i would give it like a like a four and a half five from a just a general book standpoint i'd give it like a four so we'll go with four um but it was really good oh also like turns out we do end up going through the changes the body changes for madam and uh she gets wings (laughs) And then they go, like, flapping around. They get to go flying together. Mm, so cute. And so, yeah, (laughs) it was delightful. It was a good ending to the book. And, like, it was just really satisfying seeing them together. Especially, like, he had so much growth. Because the world was very different when he died, right? Like, there's a lot of allies that used to be enemies. And you see him struggle with that because he's like that's a bad guy and she's like no there are allies now and so he has this instinctive reaction of like i need to kill them but then he has to like fight that back while he's also like learning all about the new powers that people have because when he he died before they knew that portals were a thing so like he don't know shit about the way things work now and so he's like i just it was just really good it was a really good series although 10 books, I was like, yeah, the series is definitely done. We haven't had a book added to it for, like, a year and a half, two years. The rest of them came out, like, every couple of months. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm finishing this. The series isn't over. I have to wait for book 11 now. And I'm like, son of a butt monkey. (laughs) I mean, I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna probably download it and read it the night that it releases. But, like, god dang it. So... It was delightful, so I guess it gets 18 noms out of 20 noms, and I would argue that uh, it fits. All right, y'all, welcome back. It's time to Get Wrecked, where we wreck books (laughs) for each other.
0: So I know I'll go first, because I actually um, prepared some wrecks. I have some. I don't have everything, but I remember we were talking about this in the group chat, Sabrina, And you were saying you wanted a shy, nerdy person on the street, but like a dom in the sheets. Mm -hmm. And you also were looking for a book with a yellow cover. And as soon as you said that, my mind immediately went to Dating-ish by Penny Reed as (gasps) the perfect nerdy, shy person, but a dom in the sheets. And okay. it made me actually want Dating-ish. to go back and reread Dating Ish, because oh, that nightclub scene. <gasps>
3: right. I've been thinking oh. about it.
0: Oh my god. That is a book that I went and like finished it and then like went at, like immediately back and just reread the sex scenes. Because they were just so good. Um it was like I read I read that nightclub scene and then like Wait. immediately went back to and, is it the so is it the shy nerdy dom and a yellow cover? No dating ish Oh, okay. I was about to be like, my unicorn, what? <laughs> yeah, no, it is it is not. Um, I did try to find that, but I couldn't quite do it. Oh, okay, Chris. I did.
2: Oh, I did okay. find yellow covers. Nice. So Well, I have oh,
0: yellow covers. I just don't have a oh. yellow cover with a shy, nerdy guy who's That's also not, a that was, in the bed. these are
1: two separate prompts so like <laughs> yeah this totally works. I'm listening. Okay, but we'll but keep going then.
0: In my like but I did confuse them with Kristen's recommendation of what that she wanted like said she wanted romantic suspense and then I went like real back and like was finding like Nora Roberts and like a nineteen <laughs> like a early two thousands romantic suspense that did have a yellow cover and I was like white whale and then Hell I yeah. <laughs> and then i um but then i realized that it was, it was not two separate. it was it was yeah um but my my recommendations for that are it was really hard to have like just yellow cover um so i did the unhoneymooners by christina lauren
1: that is if somebody asked me for a recommendation that is what i would give because it's a cool and, book
0: wait yeah mm.
3: Yes, I'm going to follow up with First Comes Like by Alicia oh. Rye because that is a yellow cover. I haven't cover. finished that one. And I think sh- I think he's kind of nerdy. I okay. don't remember okay. the sex scenes, but he is definitely a bit nerdy. Um, yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, and God, then um, 99% Mine by Sally Thorne also has a yellow cover. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and if you... Also, want to dip your toes into Elizabeth Hoyt, um, book nine, "The Sweetest Scoundrel" is basically just a big yellow dress, so I'm gonna say it counts. That counts. Sounds
2: and, like it counts to me. And
0: Definitely and counts. That works. Hey, for that. you know
1: what? I dig it. That is perfect. Oh, like how like it's so oh. hard to find prompts. Like the yellow cover wasn't hard to find. I just like nothing was speaking to me, but like Dom and the sheets. Shinerd in the streets. Ah, That's hard to find.
2: Uh, I'm going to put shipwrecked by Olivia Dade out there. <laughs> because yeah. uh, it absolutely is that.
1: <laughs> okay.
2: Yes. Well, how yes, perfect. it is. How
3: on yes. brand. Now that you say that, I'm like, oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> all right. Peter. Well, so beyond yeah. that. So thank you all for the recommendations. The ones that I specifically... I actually read a book just for you, Kristen, because I needed to know what the timeline on it was. So my recommend you had asked for romantic suspenses and uh, takes place over one day. I went ahead, I Googled, because I was like, I don't know that I have any books that take place over the course of one day. Like, that's hard to find. So I did a Google. Yeah,
0: I was the same thing.
1: I found books, but I will not recommend a book if I have not read it or somebody close to me has read it, right? So I read the book. I do not have the, I did. I, I do not have book. I read old. a book Friday night for this Today, Thank tonight, you. tomorrow, by Rachel Lynn Solomon.
2: You love Shut that? Up. Are author. you right now? Yep. Time out. Time out. Why we were recording? My hold came through, and I tried to borrow it, but I have too <gasps> many books.
1: Get rid of one of the other ones. Get this one. It, was so, it, at the
2: <laughs> it was so
1: good. It was so good, and it takes place over yeah. the course of one day. And like, I why do I not read more? Oh my God. Like. I wouldn't say this is why she's
2: a one click. She's so good.
1: Oh, she, I love her because she rips her heart out. Ugh, but like, so it's definitely good. like younger. This takes place, you know, their senior year. Of, it's graduation night, is what it is. Mm-hmm. And like, it was, it was so good. I could not put it down. I started on, as y'all know, I'm a grandma. I am in bed by like 9 p.m. I stayed up on a work night reading until 11:30 <gasps> p.m. because I could not put this stupid book down. So. Thank you. There you go. So that is today, I appreciate your service. T- what is
0: it? Today, tonight, tomorrow. What was it called?
1: Today, tonight, tomorrow yeah, something like by that. Rachel Lynn Solomon, Bye. which, like, she's a one-click author for me, too. I totally feel you on that, Kristen. And then, like, Suspense. Um, I'm not actually done with it, but I'd say Something Wilder by Christina Lauren would fit with that. Mm. Um, and then this one fits both your suspense request and your request Haley for something that takes place on an island and then it might work as like a thriller mystery kind of thing Less a mystery but kind of more of a thriller it's a suspense novel is um Total Bravery by Piper J. Drake it is number four in a series and essentially it's about like set in Hawaii and they have a branch of this dog training for like like ex-military dogs coming back from more like going back into like civilian life and still feel it like it's a whole thing but like it was it was good it was pretty good i read it for a hawaiian prompt a couple of like takes place in hawaii prompt a couple of years ago
3: yeah Haley, if you don't want like thriller mystery on an island and you want kind of sappy on an island the Rosalind james new zealand series is very fun and very like they're all rugby players. It got me very into rugby for a hot minute. That was actually one of my first like long series that I read. I think it's all on Ku, but yeah, it's it's pretty cute. It's it's soft. It's fluff. Um, but I do recommend it. I really like it. Ooh,
1: okay. I would also right recommend Dragon Shifters on an Island. <laughs> it's the Tropical Dragons series by Naomi Lucas. It's delightful. <laughs> yeah, Dragon Shifters is real <laughs> fucking
0: good. <laughs> tropical dragons by who naomi lucas
1: my... literally the minute you said you want something on an island i was like bitch i got you i just
0: okay. well, I love how like you didn't understand swiss family robinson like my reference to swiss family robinson and i was like how do you not know swiss family robinson it's a thing it's a
1: vibe i don't know what that vibe is it is a vibe
2: The vibe is shipwrecked on a deserted jungle island.
1: Yeah. Well, they're not shipwrecked, but it is a a jungle island. So there you go.
2: (laughs) So, Haley, for yours, I had also shipwrecked. Uh, Not tropical island, but is an island. Um, I also had Slave to Sensation, which is the first book in the Psy Changeling series by Nalini Singh. She is uh, South Asian. She is and it is, um, he's a panther shifter, so he has like a like a oh. treehouse situation going on. Um, yeah, that's so that's such very a good. good. Book. Oh, mm-hmm. that. then I also had The Right Swipe by Alicia Rye. She is South Asian, and in the um, in the book, the main the male main character is um, Samoan. And you had won an Asian American <gasps> Pacific Islander book. How did I forget
1: that? I've read that yeah. book.
2: Yeah. And then um, Arsenic and Adobo by Mia Menensala. Uh, she is Filipino diaspora. And I believe the main character is as well.
0: Oh, <gasps> uh, I feel like I, think... I won the lottery on our Rex. <laughs> <laughs> This week. Yeah. And I am delighted. <laughs> <laughs> I have not read any of the Nalini Singh side oh, changeling. And good. it's been on my list. So. It's been on, like, my radar for a while. And I'm like, oh, I should do that. But then I keep hesitating to, like, because it's so long. Mm-hmm. Right? And it's, like, so I'm like, oh. So I, I do I
1: started, it in, like, gonna... bunches. I've I, Like, I'm still okay. reading the series because I mm-hmm. haven't finished it because it's not a series that I can just powerhouse through, like, I can other things. And so, like, I read it in, like, th- kind of, like, three book batches. I think I just finished book nine. Like, I read the first three books and then I went and did other things for, like, a year. And then I came back and read the next three books and then I disappeared right yeah. there. Yeah.
3: Okay, that's good to know because that's definitely, like, an author that I see
2: all the time. a great author.
3: That everyone regs. Yeah, and I just haven't, like, committed to it yet, you know? Like, I'm just, I haven't dove in. I'll,
2: I'll get it's there It's very much one of those... Faded mates 17 billion shifters in a book you know what i mean like mm-hmm. it's it's that yeah strain of book high or fantasy yeah. Yeah. yeah and like that's uh, another one which i like that's
1: bread and butter <laughs> well so like it's one of those <laughs> yeah. things where like that was the first book in a series with a lot of world building that was in fact the bromance was still impeccable in that first book mm. if i remember right like because mm-hmm. i've said before it is it, it feels like the first book suffers a little bit in a lot of series is like that. And like Nalini got that shit on lock.
2: Yeah, no, I really like that. Slate Sensation is very good. <laughs> Sabrina, I did also have a yellow, some yellow books for you. For Butter or Worse by Aaron LaRosa um, is about enemies to lover chefs. I think they do like a chef <sighs> show, like a baking show, a cooking show thing and um but it is beautiful yellow cover.
1: Oh, that's added. And I love an enemy's lovers.
2: I love a baking <laughs> book. <laughs> and then uh Yellow Face by RF Quang is not romance, but it is um I think it's suspense and it is yellow cover. And um it comes out middle of May. Like it's not out yet. So I haven't read it. Oh. Um, <laughs> I like, but oh. I am very excited for it. Um, but it's like this author like takes over her, um, like college rivals writing, like pen name.
0: Yeah. There are two, well, there are two, there are two authors. One yeah. is Asian and the other one is just like a white girl and the, her friend, they start up there like kind of the literary darlings. They both are rising mm-hmm. at the same time. Um, but her friend takes off and is like the new voice and is like all this fabulous stuff where she is just kind of like left behind and then that friend dies like suddenly and tragically and she finds an unpublished manuscript and takes it. And then, and this is all in the bu- the blurb, and then mm-hmm. basically rebrands herself as Juniper Song as like a, with like a racially ambiguous, like author photo and all this stuff and how, and like, it's this satire mm-hmm. on cultural appropriation. Oh my God. And- Mariana, this sounds and, like it might fit your uh, thriller.
3: It <laughs> looks good as hell. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm actually writing this one
2: down because um, And I did
3: not forget about I'm you. doing my
1: <gasps>
3: thank you, friends.
2: <laughs> what are you doing? Your oh your diversify your bookshelf?
3: Yeah, it decolonized your shelf. So everything by like BIPOC. I think it's like BIPOC and LGBTQ plus authors.
2: Um so the ones I specifically picked for you were When No One Is Watching by Alyssa Cole.
3: <gasps> <Yes>. <gasps> okay. That was what I was thinking about. And I wanted to ask if y'all yes. had read oh. it. So,
2: okay. It, super, super good. And then Firekeeper's Daughter by Angeline Uh for Thriller Mystery, but they are also BIPOC authors. Um, and then for BIPOC short nice. stories, I have not read these, but there's the Love and Color collection by Bolu Babalola um, and she is West African. And then Monstrous by Lizzie Tenorio, and he is Filipino, I believe. Thank you, friend. You came through. So all of these have landed on my TBR now. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, I feel like this Get Wrecked section is going to obliterate my, my lists of books. I am impressed. Yeah, you asking for thrillers, mysteries, Mariana, made me realize just how few thriller and suspense and mystery novels that I read. Like, I was looking, I went through the books that I've read for that, and, like, maybe I'm just a little harsh on deciding what counts, but there's a lot of things. Because, like, like a lot of the alien romance, like, a lot of the sci-fi romance, I would say, would count under thriller but it's more sci-fi than thriller but all, like what is the line there but there maybe there's not a line but I don't know. That's
3: kind of my issue and it's just not my jam because I spook very easily so I don't want to read anything that's going to like freak me out so I don't know. <laughs> we'll yeah. see. Which is part of the reason I've never read When No One Is Watching yet.
0: It's good. It's creepy but mm-hmm in it's I didn't think it was too much um I it's so funny because I like thriller and mystery used to be my genre like that is what I read like basically from I don't know eight until well into like high school is like any sort of cozy mystery or like I loved I loved a Dean Koontz. Oh man, I read I love so it. Many I love Dean um like the watchers. Oh, give me a super smart golden retriever. Um <laughs> and I still have weird feelings about like coming in at night, especially if it's like dark and you can't see in the back and then like it's like hurry up, hurry up, get in the house. Um and but like, <laughs> I can't read like, that book. Recently.
1: I do that and I haven't even read whatever book it is that you're referencing.
0: Like <laughs> And so, yeah, I have, and I love a, I love a creepy, like, I like a gothic mystery, Mm -hmm. horror, and if you wanted that, I would say The Widow of Rose House is, like, but it's historical, but it's got that, like, ooh, kind of mystery element, but it's not, I wouldn't call it a thriller. Um, I
1: have a book, I would not call it a thriller, but, like, it has a mysterious element. I don't know that I would call it a mystery explicitly, but, like, there's definitely a mysterious fantastical element that is in the background the whole time where you're, like, what is happening kind of thing. And it is the th- Within These Wicked Walls by Lauren Blackwood. Her stuff is fantastic. I've only read that one book. It was her debut okay. book. And um, it, it would work for diversifying your shelf as wealth. Shelf as wealth. Yeah, so what I said, you heard that. Shelf Shelf as wealth. <laughs> Thanks for the
0: wrecks. Yeah, yeah, I think
3: we've gone through everyone. Yeah. Great wrecks, everyone.
0: Okay, I think that wraps us up. So uh, the only thing we have left is what next episode's prompt is.
3: It is menage a trois, And you can take that however you want. And I'm excited to see what everyone comes up with.
2: You can find us at the rom- thebusyromnivores.com, on Instagram at the thebusyromnivores, and on Storygraph at the thebusyromnivores.
1: We will see you again in two weeks. I guess you'll hear us again in two weeks with our guest episode. And until next time, Romnivores. Stay
2: hungry.
0: Read voraciously.
2: Don't
1: forget your sunscreen. (laughs) Bye. 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 (laughs) Bye.